This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. doing how the hell is everyone straight away look straight away sharon in the chat bang on 9 p.m it's monday night you know what that means of course you do of course you do i am Sai, and you will notice that mr mags is still away on vegetable related issues so joining me this week in the hot seat as our special guest host helping me wade our way through this week's chain wrestling live is my partner in time from the Waiting Room podcast, Mr. Benny Mack. How are we doing, sir? Oh, loving it, mate. I Thank you very much for letting me come on the show. Uh, I still will not get tired of the partner in time. Obviously, a reference to uh, the Waiting Room there, uh, for those who actually listen to that show. Um, but yeah, it's great to be here. And um, I very quickly, one of, I know I'm sort of taking over already. But no, I, no, carry on, carry on. I contacted Mags last night, um, asked how he was doing. You know, he's doing good and everything. Um, um, I wanted to give him a toast and everything, basically, but I didn't know what he drank. And now I'm, you know, a big whiskey drinker myself, but he did say he likes a bit of whiskey. So if you don't mind, even though I'm the co-host, I'd like to give a little toast to no, um, on, Mags and say, you know, thank you for all you do. And hopefully we'll see you back on this show soon because we're, the guest mm-hmm. hosts are ruining it at the moment. That's what I'm saying on that one. <laughs> oh, mate. You missed your Mags. Yeah. So come back yeah. soon. But. 100%, 100%. Can't wait for you to return, my friend. And... Yeah, we're, we're, we're messaging quite regularly, me and Mags, and hopefully that will be quite, quite <coughs> soon. Anyway, anyway, anyway.
afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Not Mags and Sai, a Radio Techers production. I am Sai, and with me this week is the bank statement to my baby to belly, and I've got a big old belly too. The women's revolution to my high levels of confusion. Just ask the people I podcast with, they're fully aware. A podcaster that's either so clever or so cocky that he made his own vignette for returning back to the show. <laughs> well, you know. Benny, Benny, Benny. Good it's like I'm going to do it. All right, mate. That was good. I like that. I'm going to play that over and over all the time now. That's going to be on every podcast I ever do now. I was good. Um, I thought it'd be a nice little tease because you were teasing out that you hadn't released who it was going to be. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I thought, why not? <laughs> I yeah, mean, there was a story behind it, but, you know, um, I thought a bit of fun. I think people liked it. You got it. No, it's, good, it. it's good. It's good. It's good. I'm, I'm nowhere near as talented as that. I can't do anything. Like I mean, I, I'm, I struggle to sit here and do, uh, do the chat and talk with you at the same time. <laughs> sure, again, that. That's not a problem. <laughs> again, Magsy, I miss you, mate. Come. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of the chat, let's dive on in very quickly. We have, Mr. Dan Griffin here, my other partner in time from the Doctor Who podcast. It's, it's fantastic. Cheating on me. Cheating on me with somebody else. <laughs> Good evening, you rambunctious rabble. I'm going to have to look at what that means. Cool. <laughs> Scottish Danny. Oh, this is a good thing. Oh, this is a good thing. <laughs> Scottish Danny, evening CWF. Evening Danny, <laughs> thanks a lot for joining us again. Morty there, evening Nutters. Hello, oh, Morty. That. that was good. Uh, Dan Griffin again, the OG partner in time. And here I am, the side chicken time. Oh, well, <laughs> well, we might have to get a triple threat going at some point oh, then. Mate. Get, yeah, get on the Doctor Who pod, mate, and stuff like that. Sharon saying hi, Benny, there. Uh, Mrs. Side. Got here. <laughs> Cheers to Mags, Dan. Continues. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Neil Chris saying, evening, everyone. It, I'll be like the hokey cokey tonight. I'll be in <laughs> and out a fair bit. Okay, don't make no worries. Uh, Scottish Danny saying toast. And love you, Mags. Morty yeah. again. To the, saying, to the pod father. I like it. And Scottish Danny saying that was a cool vignette straight out of the WWF. Oh, mate. Every video I ever make is inspired in some way with WWF normally, but that one is not actually, believe it or not. So, okay. So, what's that one inspired from? Oh, you want to know? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> well, the truth be told, you already know this, obviously, the, the chat don't, but I actually made that video, I think, in about 24. It must have been about 2015, 16. Okay. Um, so all I did was slap the chain uh, wrestling logo on the end. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I was going to redo one. I thought like an NWO takeover type style, yep. but the time I had free, I didn't have time to really sort of make it, which I'm sad about now. Maybe we can do a return video for Mags, maybe. Uh, that'd, be, uh-huh. that'd, be something, that'd be something cool, wouldn't it? Um, but um, I don't know how many people are uh, uh, aware. They probably are. I was a big fan of Chris Moyles back in the BBC days when he was on Radio 1. Um, obviously, he left there because of apparently he was too old. Anyway, years later, he's now on Radio X. And the video was actually a homage to him because he actually did a video where he walked up the stairs, then up the ladder into the attic, and then walked into his attic and pulled out his cans, his headset. So uh, okay. it's very similar. That um, <laughs> the thing, The little mixer you see in the video, by the way, I no longer have. I have a bigger one now. I would move my camera, but I'm afraid everything will fall off, so I won't move it. But I've got a bigger one now. That was like my starter kit. We're from right. like like yourself. You've got your headset and your laptop. I started with that, and then I've progressively sort of bought kit over the years. That that thing couldn't handle. We were doing a show 
and I couldn't it couldn't handle three mics. There was continuous hissing and buzzing, so I had to then fork out for another mixer, basically. But yeah. So whenever um, I'm yeah. recording, I, I hear hissing and booing. <laughs> that's the crowd, mate. That's the crowd. You're yeah, that's here. the audience. Yeah. Here, mate. That's what the beer's for, man. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So, Hi, yeah. Connor in the chat saying hello to us there. How are you doing, Connor? Good yeah, to have Connor. you along again, bud. But yeah, Benny, first uh is it the first live you've been part of or second live? Was um, the one you, you were with us before, weren't you? I came on when Mag was on like because you were I forgot what the pay-per-view was. Oh, back backlash? No, wait, what were you doing? There was a there was a show that I really wanted to be a part of because you were doing a particular match. Okay, my yeah. favourite. So it would have uh, been on for the live portion, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I um, popped in and um, I got kicked off within seconds of being on as well. Uh, if you go back and watch it, I go like, <laughs> and I disappear. Um, so yeah, it was cool to be a part. I think I was just on for the first part. I think I can't even remember now, mate. It was a couple of months ago. Definitely more than that, probably. I can't remember, mate. Sure, yeah, I wish it's a while back, mate. So, I mean, this is, I think this is episode 41, 42 now. Forty-two, it says on the screen. So I'll take that. I'll take that as I'll take that as being right because I did. I did write it myself. So yeah, was it like a was uh, was this? There was a particular. I know it was a match. I think, and I said it was one of my favourite matches. Oh, here we go. The, the, the wrestling encyclopedia himself, Scottish Danny says here. Thank, yeah, Rumble, you. So, yeah, uh, thank you very much, Danny. I could not remember. There so that whiskey's gone to my head already. Man. I don't know. How <laughs> it to be there. Um, a comment yeah. here in the chat as well from Purple O One Pixie. Nice boob, Si. Um, yeah, I just realised I'm. Li- I, it is like I'm growing out of Bailey's shoulder, isn't it? The way I've done this, it's um, not very good. Like your missus hanging around in the chat, that would be mine. Ah, brilliant stuff. And um, we have someone here as well, NJB eighty eight. Good evening to you both. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you uh, so much for joining us. Is my buddy NJB, who we are tomorrow. We are launching our. Um, second season of um our lives of doing the uh gm mode for wwe 2k oh, okay right ngb's the other gm basically so he's got wcw so he's a wcw fan like yourself side so that's where he started out um so yeah he's stopping by to support <laughs> the show and Brilliant stuff. Me, he doesn't like me he likes you i think so to be fair <laughs> 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 fair enough mate fair enough uh we have a lot to get through on today's show we have a non-wrestling topic that as always the cwf have just been fantastic in their responses for it tends to be a certain reoccurring topics do so well drunk stories uh, anything food related seems to send people absolutely crazy and, okay. and what we're doing today which is very strong on chocolate bars on the show if i remember rightly that, well yeah not necessarily by me but <laughs> <laughs> but yes we've got that and then we've also got our wrestling match to look at at the end of the show before we link on to where we go next week however as always first of all shall we benny banish a couple of really embarrassing, cringeworthy, crappy wrestling gimmicks, moments, or matches, chucking them away into the Hall of Lame. Absolutely. It's like room number one. The Hall of that sound. It's like <laughs> voiceover, by the way. Sorry? Is that you doing the Hall of Lame voiceover? Yes, after like- many, many cans. I th- was it really? Yes. <laughs> Only now that it's clicked in. That's sorry. And that's my that's my middle daughter Livy saying lame at the end. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, that's brilliant. And then just a random <laughs> fart noise I found on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Benny, what you got for us, mate? What do you wish to banish into the hall um, of lame? I'm pretty sure everybody will agree with this, and okay. if they don't, then oh well. Um, 
So ironically, it was WrestleMania backlash yesterday. I didn't I didn't even plan this. This just happened to be the moment. Um, I did talk about this on one of the shows I was on, but um it's from WrestleMania Backlash last year. It was uh, the Miz versus Damian Priest. Now the 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 lockdown and stuff was still going on, so we still had the video boards up. But basically they were promoting Army of the is it Army of the Dead or something that Batista was in on Netflix? It was a Netflix. Okay, show. yeah. Anyway, in that match, after the match ended, um zombies came out and attacked the Miz. They surrounded now, the ring, didn't they? Yeah, and they kind of like and the irony was that uh, I think I read that after that uh, Miz had torn an AC out and I thought maybe one of the zombies was genuine, like went a bit too far with it. But um <laughs> it's one of those moments where as a wrestling fan, I'm sure every wrestling fan has had to do this to a degree. <clears throat> you've almost got to justify that you're a wrestling fan. Yes. You're not an idiot. You you know, oh you do know it's in all that BS and like yeah. Just are you not okay anyway? But, um, yeah, this is one of those moments where, as a wrestling fan, you're like, How can I justify yeah. this? How can I justify this? Um, you know, they could they could have got gone past this without having to have blimmin' zombies come in. Um, I think they did a zombie gimmick in ECW when they brought ECW back, yeah. The, the, the vote he's already uh, in the hall of like that one particular zombie is already oh, in the hall of I'm adding more zombies <laughs> to the hall of, hall of um, hall of lane then because. Like I said, as a wrestling fan, how can I justify this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's meant to be entertainment. I get that, but this is no, this is too far. How I would have liked it. I know lockdown was happening and all that kind of stuff at the time, but surely they could have had um, in a safe environment. Maybe some of the cast just turn up and be like lumberjacks if they had to do anything. Maybe Miz called them a name and said, "I'm really an A-lister. You or guys are not just because you're in a Batista film or whatever." There were so many ways they could have gone with this. And I've made one up on the spot like that. So having yeah. zombies come out and the commentators acting like they were like it was like the Walking Dead, and it was it was like it's a cringe, thing. absolute too, cringe. I cannot justify it as a wrestling fan. Yeah, Scotty Hottie was one of the zombies, wasn't he? I think was he. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, oh yeah. Well, yeah. There we go. The encyclopedia right there, that backing me up on that. Yeah, Scotty Hottie. I did was not one know that. Yeah, so there you know we go. That would have made it more fun if he'd have wormed his way to the ring, to be fair. As really? Well. Like a, and as he's doing it, a leg just falls off or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, his hair comes out, I don't know. Just, oh, we've got yeah. people agreeing with you here, Benny. We have Morty here saying, oh yeah, when the Miz and Morrison got eaten, for fuck's sake. My good lady here, simply, that was it's shite. shite. <laughs> yes, that's the tagline for that. Bitch is in the chat. Good evening, sir. Hope you are well. He says, ha, Morty's an idiot and a wrestling fan. So, <laughs> okay, if you say so, I'm, I'm going to leave you to that. <laughs> that's, that's your problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I 100% agree with you. It was cringe. It's embarrassing. And you're right. It is one of those moments where you almost do have to explain why you like wrestling to people who are yeah. unaware you know, and those sort of things are just, uh, it's was, just terrible. And if that was the first time a wrestling, so a wrestling fan gets a non-wrestling fan to come and watch that show because it's backlash, you know, and it's, you know, it should just be called backlash, by the way. Yes. It's not needed. It was not needed years ago. So why it's needed now, I don't know. It's just a way of them booking loads of rematches and just being. It is. Like, oh, yeah, but we know that anyway. It's called fucking yeah. backlash. <laughs> exactly. My language. No, no, carry on. Yeah. Fuck. Um, so- <laughs> It's just annoying, mate. And like you said, it you know, just it it doesn't it didn't need to be that, did it at all? Imagine yeah. that you are a non wrestling fan watching that for the first time, and you're like, you're 36 years old, and you're watching this shit. And this is yeah, like literally, this is what you spend your money on, is it? Exactly. So um, yeah, bad. And it should. I don't think it even deserves to be in the Hall of Lame. It should just be burnt to the fucking ground. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, at least at least that was it. At least it wasn't like a reoccurring thing that many of the yes, Hall of Lame, gone, yeah. yeah, many of the Hall of Lame inductees tend to be characters that have at least stuck around for a few ma- a few matches or so on. So you see them oh, over okay. and over. But I one hundred percent agree with you. This deserves its spot in the Hall of Lame. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's cringeworthy. My God, I'm glad to see the back of it. <laughs> yes, I'm glad now. <laughs> uh, mine is uh, it'll be of no surprise to anyone that I'm going to WCW this week. And um, it's, but I'm going to WCW in a later time, not the sort of late 80s, early 90s era that I love. This is WCW from 2000, an early 2000. I thought you might mention the Shockmaster. Is he already in the Hall of Lane? Shockmaster is in there. And okay. <laughs> what, I, I, what I didn't know is as well, that they, they actually repackaged Fred Ottman, who was the Shockmaster, All right. as, as the Super Shockmaster after the Shockmaster failed, and that was shite too. Shockmaster 2.0. <laughs> and, and Mags, I, I chose the Super Shockmaster, and Mags chose the Shockmaster on the oh, same right. week. And okay. we didn't actually know we were going to do it. It just kind That's of happened brilliant. that way. That's so. <laughs> but yes, this week, it's somebody who... I'm, I'm not a big fan of anyway, even though this individual has, has got a... gets a lot of credit for his writing, uh, along with Vince Russo. He did a great deal of good work in the WWF. And he did did some good stuff in in, in TNA when he was there for a run as well. Uh, He's he's always needed to be Vince Russo's right-hand man. And that was Ed Ferrara. However, it's not Ed Ferrara himself. It's the character he portrayed. Well, in fact, no, Ed Ferrara wrote the character, so fuck him. But it's, it's (laughs) it's the character he portrayed. They took it upon themselves to effectively just mock Jim Ross. At this point, the WWF were fire, the WCW, sorry, were firing shots at WWF. Okay. Yeah, and uh, one of the things they did was have a character called Oklahoma. Yes, and yeah. he had the black cowboy hat, the black gear, put on the daft Oklahoma accent, shouted things three times in, in repetition, like Jim Ross does on commentary. But the worst part, well, two major aspects of this that I had an issue with: one, he sat there and on television, live television, and so on. Yeah seeked out and actively just mocked Jim Ross for his Bell's palsy, putting it half his face down and talking and not, not, not trying to hold his cheek. It, it's awful. Now, bearing in mind, Jim Ross, yeah, Jim Ross went through a really horrific time with that. And his wife and kids have also seen this. And apparently his, his, his daughters were very upset and so on. Yeah. You'd imagine it would be because this person is mocking their dad who's been seriously ill. Another moment was also standing there in the ring, calling a doctor out uh, when he was working a program with Medusa or Alundra Blaze, as some people from the WRF may know her. Yeah. Over the Cruiserweight Championship, which, you know, he then ended up having to vacate because he couldn't make weight, apparently. But he was a Cruiserweight Champion at one stage, working against Medusa, and he ended up covering her in barbecue sauce and also has another, another skit where he just rips her apart for getting breast implants. When yeah. you know Medusa in interviews openly states she was wasn't very open minded to that idea, but it was actually Russo and Ferrara behind the scenes who encouraged her to do it because they're oh, having okay. lots of you know. So yeah, uh, but the big one for me is the Bell's palsy situation. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. The fact that Jim Ross is an absolute legend in the business. It, it, like, I've said it so many times, but he is the voice to my soundtrack growing up. Yeah. You know, I, sorry, I, he's not the voice to my He's the soundtrack. His voice is the soundtrack to what I watch. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I, I, obviously, I started watching 2000, man. And the scene, like, I remember it's one of my favorite moments of all time Jericho winning the WWF title 
after bringing the APA out and obviously had to give it back yep. after. But JR just nailed every yep. moment in that match. And that the, we've got a new champion. I can hear that so clearly in my head. And the crowd response and Jericho, Jericho, I, I can do it. I can do it no justice. But um, yeah, and there's so many moments. Stone Cold, obviously, Stomp yeah. the Mud Hole. There's so many. But Jim Ross delivered it in a way. I think as a fan, you felt and he verbalized whatever this was inside you in that moment. He verbalized it on screen. Yeah. And you just were like, yeah, <laughs> or no. Yeah, so many great goals. On, so, so many yeah. great, I mean, you know, a good God Almighty has been broken in half with, with, um, uh, Mick Foley, uh, the boyhood dream has come true at WrestleMania 12, where Michaels won the championship. So many great, fantastic mm-hmm. calls throughout the years. You know, and I, I've said it so many times. It's brilliant now when I watch AEW because he calls matches on AEW. Yeah, I can sit yeah. and watch him still being the soundtrack to, to what I'm what I'm viewing. So you're with my daughter. Life, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, basically. So, so with my daughter, who, who is now getting to see Jim Ross is now her commentator as well, which is fantastic for me. But yeah, yeah. that is my entrance into the hall of lane this week benny no, uh, i'm checking in whatsoever. i'm checking in <laughs> oklahoma and ed ferrara the piece of shit i'll tell you how bad it was i mean jim Cornette's a bit of a prick let's be straight here but jim <laughs> jim Cornette confronted ed ferrara spat in his face and wow. challenged him and challenged him to a fight because of how he how he was treating jim ross on television so as much as as much of a crazy bastard Cornette is fair play to you in that moment sir well done yeah, he has his moments. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think most of the chats agreeing with you, to be honest, Si, based on what I can yeah, see. Yeah, looking here, I mean, first of all, we've got a bit of a compliment for your microphone. Uh, Fitch there, the hairy housewife, he says he has a similar microphone to, to you, <laughs> uh, although his is black, couldn't get the red one, and he's kind of jealous now. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I forget the make of it, to be honest. <laughs> I've had it for so long. I've wanted a condenser mic for so long, um, and I've you know get, managed to get one finally. Um, had a few issues with it to begin with. But it's yep. again how to power it basically and stuff like that. But luckily, there's phantom. I'm getting a bit nerdy now. But there's some phantom power going on <laughs> here, and sometimes it buzzes. Mate, it's on- all over my head. I yeah, got a clue. It's cool, man. No. And it wasn't that expensive actually. I'll try and remember the make of it, but it wasn't that expensive really in the grand scheme of things. So yeah, fair enough. And it uh, will work for your laptop, by the way. So it has. I've got a microphone literally just above my head here that I'm going to start using very very soon. Ooh, shiny. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! Eh? It's hanging from a plank of wood that I've glued to the top of the wardrobe. So- oh, <laughs> like a moment of just like, poof, yeah, just off. falling and knocking me out. Yeah, that's it. I'm just, just on the floor of a cable sticking out of my head. Um, Dan Griffin there saying Oklahoma was fucking dreadful. Yeah. Yes, he was. <clears throat> uh, and everything Ed Ferrer did anywhere near any women's division or indeed anywhere near a woman was grotesque. Indeed, it was. Uh, your buddy there, NJB saying he remembers that so unnecessary the monday night war was one thing but you don't mock medical conditions very true, true. Uh, talking about cornet there being correct in his actions dan griffin says a stopped cornet is right twice a day <laughs> <laughs> i like that i like that dan uh, morty here saying christ there's two of them fitch warbles on about his mic too Ah, nice <laughs> uh and dan griffin here saying Oh, shiny is how size selected the mic, funnily enough. I did. That's it. <laughs> You're like a magpie. You know? Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, shall yeah. we jump across to, well, Twitter and a bit of WhatsApp and so on and have a look at what the CWF have been sending oh. us this week? 
lots of questions, man. I had to mm. actually, I've actually got a page over here to answer most of them because <laughs> I yeah. had to think of a few of them. Um, not all of them. There's a few I'm going to do off the cuff, but like, there's a few that I thought, no, I've got to put a bit of research in it. I've done more research for your show than I've done for my own shows in probably the last six months, to be fair. So, <laughs> brilliant. Apart <laughs> from Paranormal Junkie, that's ongoing, but you know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, but yeah. Uh, our non-wrestling topic this week, which again, the CWF completely knocked out the park, never let us down. Absolutely fantastic group of people. It was simply, well, it, well, they had a choice. There was a poll up. Do you want us to go revisit drunk stories again? Or do you want us to revisit Ask Us Anything? Ask Us Anything won. So y- you picked the topic and my goodness, did you, you know, run with that? Very, select, will... very, very, very varied. But having said yes. that, they could have asked us drunk stories in the questions because it was ask anything oh uh, yeah they'll uh, no, get around there yeah, get around, well, yeah. well done that was very clever of you whether you <laughs> was there i don't know but that's very clever of you sorry <laughs> we will start with rob at utt rob on twitter and he says do you believe in any conspiracy theories hmm so it was, you know I mean, for me so many of them are crackpot stores but I <laughs> yeah. like I like them because you sit there and you think, well, it could happen. It probably hasn't, but it could. I think that's the case. I don't think I necessarily believe in any of them in a sense of like I will stand by this till oh, this is this is the hill I will die on. Um, as you said, some of them are very interesting. Um, you know, I was going to jokingly say flatter. I believe in the flat Earth. I don't believe in that at all. Um, <laughs> There's so many of them around the globe, isn't there? These flat earthers. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> around the globe. <laughs> uh, so, um, but um, no, I, th- I mean, there's some good ones out there. There's some interesting ones. Um, do I believe in any of them? Probably not. A more interesting one I heard more, I say more recently in the last couple of years, I thought could be a possibility, but it's, I find it, it like, where's the proof, basically, is what I'm getting at, was uh, um, allegedly that when the Titanic sank, it was done on purpose. All right. Yes, this is one of my favourites. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. well, weirdly that. Um, but so apparently, because obviously, but you could see why, because a lot of rich people would have been on that cruise, obviously. But the the thing was that apparently a lot of people that were on there opposed the federal banking system in the US. That was the one I heard. And they gave them tickets to go on this maiden voyage. And they obviously, it was planned that the boat would sink. So they could no longer oppose this banking yeah. system. But I mean, do I believe in it? Eh, it's more. It is very much like there was a sister ship as well. There was a sister ship well called the Olympus, and that had had yes. a, uh, a crash. So they'd swapped the ships out for insurance purposes. I heard that. And before, yeah. certain people were aware of this, and mm-hmm. that's why certain higher ups, I guess, who had tickets didn't turn up and go on the voyage because they knew some uh, there's lots to go into and we actually i think somewhere in the archives so i can find it again i'll, I'll share i say if i can find it i've got it all saved on stuff somewhere <laughs> yeah. but, uh, where we did a whole show on uh i'm on wrestling topic was conspiracy theories so i'll, I'll yeah. dig that back out and, and we can you know i'll have a, li- have a listen and sort of maybe cut some oh. bits from that for a future episode like but one for me uh, again same as you benny i think majority of them I, I find them fascinating. I find them interesting. I can I can yeah. you know, look into them for, for however long. But yeah, most of them I think, nah, come on, mate. Yeah. But I don't think Lee Harvey Oswald shot JFK on his own. Yeah. I don't think that. I, I don't get that. Yeah. That's it's, the one for me that always, I keep going. It's when you to. start diving into these things and you can start going, well, that could have happened and this could have happened. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the ones obviously keeps coming up is probably one of, one of the more, f- 
I would say not famous, but in terms of mainstream, is obviously the moon landing was faked. Um, I'm as far as I'm concerned, it happened. If it's proved otherwise, I'm going to be quite annoyed because <laughs> I like to think that we, the species, have managed to progress space travel. But, That's uh, amazing. Sorry, the moon landing, <laughs> possibly the, the greatest moment in the history of man. Yeah. Because it's such an achievement, you know, and millions yeah, of people it. watching it around the world. Yeah, and yeah. If, it, if it's proven to be fake, you're going to be quite annoyed. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be mildly annoyed. I'm going to be quite miffed. I'm my crumpets with vigorous anger in the morning, all right? What do you want from me? I will sigh and roll my eyes. <laughs> yeah, to believe in any of them, I don't know, because at the end of the day, you've got to have definitive proof. And, you know, part of Power Junkies, which is coming, little cheap plug here, um, is because I'm I like the concept of these things, but I'm also annoyed by watching others that don't sort of they just kind of gloss over it. Yeah, I would like to if it's if I can. I'm am I going to find the truth? Probably not. But I would like to do it myself to see if I can. Is there any validity to these these yeah. um, these things? Um, I'm tired of watching people not go around the corner. You know, the um, <laughs> what did you know is a lie. Oh well, you know. <laughs> maybe they can get rid of my debt then <laughs> if it's a lie i'm not really in debt then <laughs> you know but yeah to believe in I it know I, where you're coming from. yeah I, it's just um to believe in any particular one not really i find them fascinating is the short answer yeah. yeah definitely so uh dan griffin at dan griffin 21 on twitter he says here you can only pick one of the following takeaways which do you pick and i asked forever and he said yes forever so we can only basically out of these four Three are gone forever, mate. Pizza, okay. Chinese, Indian, or kebab. Technically, if you're picking one and I'm picking one, we can swap out. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Um, it depends where it's coming from as well. That's got to be a factor, surely. Because if uh, if it's coming from a particular oh. like restaurant, then maybe not. But like, um, I think I'm gonna. I'm torn between Indian and pizza, to be honest. Um, but I think if if I have to. Again, ask me tomorrow, it'd be a different answer probably, but pizza, I'm going to have to say, to be fair. Okay. Uh, yeah. got a lot on pizza, so I could have Chinese yeah. and Indian stuff on the top of it, in theory, so it's still a pizza. See, in my head, I'm thinking you could be a bit <laughs> sneaky and have Chinese, because if you have Chinese, you can still get chips from the Chinese. Yeah, okay. Uh, we you get can sides? Get... Was, that a, was that a part of the question? <laughs> eh? Sides. Well, yeah, but it just doesn't go have one takeaway. So that's the way I'm playing it. Uh, you can have a, a, a Chinese curry, can't you? So you can have a curry from the Chinese. You know, it's not as good as an Indian, but it's, you know, still a curry. So I think there's a little bit of way around it there. But I probably would just go Indian. I couldn't I couldn't be about my curries. Uh, fair enough. If, we'll, we'll trade out every now and again. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> uh, the other half of the Council of Dan's, <clears> at <throat> Scottish Juggalo on Twitter, Scottish Danny here, he says... What is the scariest horror movie you've ever seen? One that disturbed you so much you haven't gone back to watch it. I actually couldn't think of one, to be honest, because um, the only story I can give, and I'm going to sound... A, I don't really watch horror films. I watch um, what they call like thrillers and stuff and mm-hmm. edging on horror. Um, you could almost... Um, but when I was about 14, I think, maybe a tad younger, I don't remember when the film came out, Many of them about fifteen, um, and uh, for the first time, this this was a whole new genre of film at the time. Um, but the Blair Witch Project gave me the creeps for a little bit, for a good couple of weeks. To be fair, at the time, I was going to say that. Um, so 
not I and I, I didn't go back until I was probably about 24, 25 to watch it again. Um, I watched the second film, Waste of Time. You know, looking mm-hmm. back at the first film, it may not be the best, but it did start a genre of that type of film. So, but I remember watching it at the time, sighing it absolutely as a 15 year old creeped me out. <laughs> yeah, and every no, noise no, in the no. house and for about a week was like, See, the when Blair Witch, believe it or not, Blair Witch is actually going to be my answer as well because oh. I, I, I can watch pretty much anything. And yeah, okay, it might freak me out a bit at the time. I'm, I'm a bit of a jumper, you know, when you get the jump yeah. scares and stuff like that. Same. Um, but Blair Witch, it was, it was a bit different. And again, I think I've told the story on, on a different podcast or maybe even this one. Blair Witch was a bit different because when it came out, yeah. A friend of mine, I think it might have been someone my dad worked with, I'm not sure. Somebody got hold of a pirated copy on vi- on a videotape yeah. of the Blair Witch. And the quality, obviously, I mean, it's handheld footage anyway, majority of the film. It's yeah, a bit VHS. sketchy. Yeah. But the, 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 yeah. Co- the, the copy was even lesser quality again. So it looked oh, okay. darker and more. Legit, and more, more legit yeah. then. Okay. And it, this, was, this was, I don't think it had come out in this country yet. This is from the States. This person my dad worked with at this factory. Oh, okay. God, they're all dodgy as fuck, this place where my dad worked. So we got it a bit early. And at the time, there was hype all going around my, my, my school friends or whatever that yeah. this, this was real. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It was like being, because that was the, that was the aim of the film, wasn't it? At one stage when it was first to, to make people believe it was real. And then it obviously it wasn't and all this sort of stuff. So made it, when made out like it was like found footage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. when we watched it, I had no idea what this film was. The majority of my friends didn't. We sat down to watch it and I kid you not, I was absolutely fucking terrified. Now I have gone back and visited the film again. I've gone back and watched it again and it is shite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is garbage now. But back then on the, on the crusty old wobbly VHS tape, yeah, and the copy believing the this was real, yeah, that shit me up for days. I did that nightmare. Yeah, I, I would more. say about a week, roughly. I was every noise in the house. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'd been in this house long either, so we'd moved house. Um, so like when the heating would kick in and the pipes going and cracking, and how's that noise? And like yeah. somebody walking across the landing, it's all new noises anyway. And of course, with Blair Witch, it's very much psychological because although yeah. there are things on screen, the noises and screams or whatever your own imagination is filling the gaps in. Yeah. That's so it. depending on how so your mind runs. And of course your mind does the same thing when you're led in bed and things are happening there. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. Morty in the chat here. Well. Morty <laughs> in the chat. Goosebumps was my limit. Brilliant. Uh, Scottish Danny actually brings a suggestion in. And he's got a podcast about horror films and so on. That is well worth checking oh, okay. out. He does with Chris Bennett. It's very, very good stuff. Um, check the name in the chat again for us. Cause I can never pronounce it correctly. Scottish Danny. Um, terrible awful i think it is something along those lines but it's on the yeah it's on the one man's meat podcast uh thread anyway but he says megan is missing from 2011 it's the one he'll never go back and watch i'm not familiar with that one no i'm not either so Hmm. no i've got to check that out i've got to check that out he paid big money scottish danny says for that grainy vhs tape now if i've still got it i have not he buried it in the woods ironically yeah that's it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my mate was just stood in the corner like that so i ran um <laughs> anybody stands in the corner like that now you're like yeah i'm going oh, oh, oh it's horrible <laughs> shiver at your back yeah. uh sharon saying michael jackson's thriller video oh uh, yeah this sharon's got a big thing about werewolves anyway but this video still freaks right to this day because of how uh, scary yeah. it was you know how scary it was then so yeah, yeah it's like now as well that's that's not good we have here fitch dr strange 2 you'd never go back and see that one 
no spoilers, please. My wife is going to go see that in a day or two. Yeah, so let's no leave spo- it. No, no spoilers. I have we seen it. Any. No spoilers, please. I just want yeah, to go. You can go back up. Sorry, NGB added one for about a conspiracy theory. I thought might would be as quite look quite. Um, let's have a look, mate. There we go. That one just there. It catches up with me for me. There we go. Yeah. The best conspiracy theory ever is that Walt Disney has been frozen in ice to be brought back to life when the tech is there. They realized Frozen, they released Frozen, sorry, so that when someone Googled Disney Frozen, they would get the movie and not the theory. <laughs> I hadn't heard of that. So if that's that is a, funny, that, to be fair. If that's I, true, that is an amazing, amazing. I heard that, I heard that allegedly Martin he was frozen, and a family guy play into that quite a lot as well, because I have seen that clip. But the Frozen link in, I'd never even thought of that or even heard of that. So I thought it was quite funny, to be honest. Yeah, moving on then we have WWF wrestling memories on Twitter at WWF wrestling memes. He says, do you have any wrestling figures? Uh, which ones, which ones of yours stand out such as detail colors or favorite wrestler? Maybe the one that you would never pass on or sell. I personally haven't bought any since around 1992, but found a box full of them around my mum's house during lockdown when bored. Love them. That would be amazing, finding a box of old wrestling figures. That would yeah. be so good. Um, I haven't got any. I never had any because I think by the time I reached, like I said earlier, I watched, started watching in 2000. I'm around 16. So wrestling figures mm-hmm. or figures like anything like that. No, not really. I've never owned one, to be fair. So I've seen them, but I think, oh, that's quite cool. But I've never... Yeah started a collection or anything so um so i got a few I've got space for one mate to be fair um yeah, i'd like see. to when we get a bigger place i'd like <laughs> to i think now because there's some of really cool i've got my desk downstairs where i do a lot of my editing and all this sort of stuff and i've got quite a cool desk set up there with a lot of my signed memorabilia around that corner of the room and so on and it's, yeah. it's a cool setup um and <clears throat> a couple of shelves above where my computer is i've got wrestling figures and doctor who bits and bobs and so on awesome. and I've, I've got some um i've got some i think galoob is the company that made them back in 1989 or 1990 nice. some old wcw figures i've got like flair and Arn anderson and stuff like that's that cool. uh and i've got the wife bought me a really cool randy savage that's quite tall and he stands in a little miniature ring yeah as well like the ring that used to drive them down to to the, to the actual ring oh okay yes yeah, yeah. Uh, wrestlemania's yeah. and so on so that's pretty awesome uh, and then I've got my, my signed stuff around it. And yeah, I, I, I need more space. I, I had a couple I, of Doctor Who figures arrive today and the Sharon was like, look, you need to get a shelf up or something. <laughs> I, I've, I've never, I'd like to do it. And the one thing I would like to do is have a collection of like um, wrestling belts. Okay. Yeah. I think um, some of my favorites, one of my favorites is like the Intercontinental Championship, uh, the oval shape. I know the classic is classic, but uh, for me, because of when I started watching it, Jericho was like IC champion and stuff. So I like the oval one. Um, so yeah, there's certain bouts I would like to own, but again, it's one money because they're not expensive. Cheap. They're not cheap. And if I'm going to buy it, I'm not buying a kid's one. I want the full, the proper, replica, yeah. you know? So yeah. I think that's one thing I do first rather than wrestling figures. But you know, again, yeah. you can't see how small this space is right here. <laughs> it cannot be as small so, as where I am. This is what I have. This, my, my hands will physically not go any further. Uh, <laughs> oh no I've got a bit more than you then so yeah, yeah. I've got a big gold WCW world title that Sharon bought me nice. for my 40th nice. and she said she said don't expect that sort of thing again because it was so expensive it was just because of your 40th so <laughs> that's enough, cool. enough, I like that yeah. uh, we have here Cam at Cam Griff 92 on Twitter 
what or I suppose who is your favorite band stroke artist and why? Um, why is going to be the I don't know. Um, in terms of fame, favorite band, hands down is Linkin Park. Hands okay. down. Um, I was lucky enough to go to download in the 06, 06 no, wait, 07. 07, uh, yeah. So I was there as well, wasn't I? That's it. Yes, we had the conversation, didn't we? Ironically, you were there, didn't know who you were. We're both from like the same sort of area as well, which mm-hmm. is hilarious. Yeah. Well, we didn't meet for a, a good, what, fifth, 10, 10 odd years later. Later, yeah. And we we're both at the same festival, probably at the same stage, watching the same bands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's random, isn't it? But yeah, Linkin Park, I don't know. This, the, the feeling of hybrid theory. I mean, obviously, it was a great album. Meteora was a fantastic album as well. Both of those first two. The other stuff is good as well. I, I don't dislike any of them. I make a point of buying all their albums. And every album I've brought, which I think is every single one, I've not disliked any of them. There are like, okay. later good. on, later on, I might skip the odd track occasionally. But Hybrid Theory and Meteora, I can quite happily stick them on and just listen to it from start to finish without mm. messing with it. I loved it. Um... See, sorry to interrupt, but just to explain that how great an album Hybrid Theory is, then. Yeah. I like I, I, I like Linkin Park, but it's not something I would go and choose to put on. Fair but enough. Hybrid Hybrid Theory is an album that even I, who isn't the biggest Linkin Park fan, if I put it on, I will play it all the way through. There's not there's not an album a track on there that I would skip. So that shows how I think how strong that album is. Yeah, I mean their band was called Hybrid Theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they got their record deal. They became Linkin Park, but like. Um, I was gutted when Chester passed away. I always mm-hmm. thought I'd go and see them again. Never got around to it. Um, but I think it's also being in that era, uh, era, I sound like a right old man, but um, it's like um, <laughs> the way you are growing up, you know, you do feel like you are not being listened to because you're 16 or whatever. And you, you're being told you should do X, Y, and Z. All the teenage angst. Yeah. yeah like, don't get me wrong. I never felt, like I wanted to end my life or anything. I'm not making a joke of it. I didn't, but it made you feel like you like, Oh, other people feel like this sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know. And I also remember so clearly going to a mate at school. So have you heard Lincoln park and he turned around to me and I remember this so clearly he went, they are shit. Three, four months later, they released in the end and everybody was like, Oh my God, Lincoln park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I told you fucking four months ago or whatever it was. And it's like, whatever. But um, yeah, I've never stopped listening to them. I had a period where I didn't just was, I was just doing other things. I still listened to their old stuff and I went, oh crap, they got a new album out. And I think literally six months later, Chester had <laughs> passed away and it was, wow, just, okay, yeah. it was gutted. Man. I always thought it'd be good, but that um, last album he did with them was really good and really powerful to be fair. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think I've answered why I like them. I think just about. Yes, I reckon. I reckon um, yeah. It's a, yeah, freaking great. Great yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, we've got a few in the, in the <clears throat> chat here with reference to Linkin Park. Connor here saying, to make you guys feel really old, Hybrid Theory was released the same year I was born. Reference, I'm 18. Oh, shut up, Connor. <laughs> Morsi, great shite, Benny. My youngest sings the Linkin Park Jay-Z papercut Big Pimpin, but I've told her it's Big Pippin, which is her nickname. So she sings <laughs> Big Pippin styles. <laughs> I, I will say, when they released the Jay-Z stuff, initially I wasn't a big fan of it. Um, okay. But actually, it, it grew on me, and I do I do like a, a couple of the remixes he, he you know they did with him. So, you know, mm. so I wasn't a big fan to begin with. No, that's fair enough. And Scottish Danny here saying Chester dying was a dark day. Yeah. Uh, and then Dan Griffin, he was listening to Linkin Park whilst working overtime today. Amazing band. And he remembers hearing about Chester dying. 
Nearly started crying on the bus. Yeah, it was it was quite a shock, wasn't it? It's it was one of those people where you kind of go, uh, damn. And I remember seeing Mike playing the piano. I think it was in a festival over here, playing in the end by himself on the piano mm-hmm. and the crowd singing. And I remember getting choked up with that. And um, yeah, that, rarely, yeah. rarely do I cry over a celebrity, if that makes any sense. But I had tears. Eddie Guerrero all the time, man. If you yeah. show play that video now, I'll be in tears when you come back. So, um, yeah, okay. yeah, you feel sad. Don't get me wrong, but there are a few that it depends on how what they mean to you in your particular your little yeah, of world, course. Suppose, you know, yeah. From that aspect, yeah. minor. I, I can't pick just one band because it's it's literally a group of records well, I got on the same rules, day. Is it You're breaking the rules oh, on your own? Show. Well, if I have to pick, if I have to pick one, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Uh, it's literally a group. It, it, the Iron Maiden were the first band that got me into metal. So I've always got a soft spot for them, but I don't really listen to them as much as I used to. I love ACDC. I probably listen to Motorhead at least once a day. Ooh, and, and Motorhead over Iron Maiden for me. <laughs> and Wasp. I love Wasp. They're a band that I, just, I first heard when I was about 10, maybe 10, 11. Yeah. And I, they're still one of my favorite bands now. So yeah, that'd be my, that'd be right. my list. I think. You've got a selection then. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I've got a random uh, question for you then. If we could click on music very quickly. Okay. Is there, is there a band in your arsenal that you still listen to that your parents your mum or your dad listen to that you've brought with you if that makes well, sense from, from my parents yeah yeah who they listen to and you like them even now yeah my um my my mum more so than my dad i think was was quite a big stones fan <clears throat> and i still listen yeah. to the rolling stones quite regularly um and my dad likes slade love Slade and I love Slade you know I mean because I it's not just a Christmas song for Slade they were a banging hard rock band yeah you know so everybody thinks it's just that well that one song (laughs) they've done a lot more than that so yeah there we go there we go uh at Radio Techers on Twitter we have what is your favorite civilization in human history and why I don't really know how to answer that um well this might lead into another question a bit later on um, purely because so, um, but uh, I, I always found the. I think it was at school it started really, and I, you know, I love watching documentaries on it. Um, would be the Egyptian sort of culture and the yeah, fact okay. that something like the pyramids. I mean, I know there's older, but like something like that old, like being still standing now, is is amazing to me. And the fact they did it, led you know without machines. Obviously, that goes down a conspiracy theory route as well. So you know, but. <clears throat> ignoring the conspiracy theory stuff, like just the fact that the way they sort of treated their dead and everything. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. when I was learning at school, even though I'm only what, 10 years old or whatever, it's very foreign, no pun intended or anything like that, but no, I didn't mean to be disrespectful by it, but it's just amazing that their sort of culture really, I guess it's always fascinated me. So oh, I rarely okay. watched yeah. an Egyptian <laughs> documentary. So I'll, I'll go along with that then. I'll just suck. Cause I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, Dan saying his band would be Alkaline Trio. 
<laughs> I don't know a great deal by those. Sharon's saying, don't hate me for this, but Mian Liv, who's who's my middle daughter, absolutely yeah. loves singing his version of Rolling in the Deep. The man had an amazing voice. I'm assuming uh-huh. she means, is that Chester Bennington she's referring to there? I'm not sure. I am not sure, to be honest. Let us know in the chat, Shah, who you're referring to there, exactly who, which which person you're talking. Maybe I've missed an earlier comment, potentially. Uh, Morty, Fight Star is his favourite. Morty, I've still not listened to that album you sent me a link to. I will do. I'll get it listened to this week, and I'll message you back and let you know what I think. But yeah, Fight Star is live. I enjoyed them live, so I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to the uh, the um, album you sent me. Scottish Danny surprises me here. Quiet Riot would be his. Now, Quiet Riot's right up my street. It's very 80s, glam hair metal-esque yeah very uh very sort of you know that surprises me that i don't know why it surprises me but surprised me that would be his his selection uh morty agreeing with me wasp is a great shape thank you very much and the other half of that podcast fitch so i got from my mum the beautiful safe love their music yeah okay well not that you asked me but beautiful self was one of the ones that, from my mum to be fair who okay. I and um um meatloaf not all of his stuff but you know there's a lot of classics in there so i still like listening to those uh, there's a few songs not every song by beautiful south or meatloaf but like there's a selection i like and i will quite happily play them and bop along to them basically Fair enough. <laughs> so sharon continues here don't start on the backstreet boys again though i was listening <laughs> to them for three weeks solid when mag spoke about them last time yeah fair enough fair enough um <laughs> and sharon here you know having a dig at me about wasp because obviously the the, the, the are, letters, yeah, I got it. I got yeah, it. we are sad pricks. And, My brain's okay. working tonight, so I, I would be like, that's a bit mean. But now I, I and just... she does Chester. mean Chester oh, okay. as well. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um. Ah, GTA here we go. Vice City. What Vice City. Oh, okay. Got Scottish Danny into quite right. So that's interesting. How pe- how younger people? Because Scottish Danny is quite a bit younger than I. Yeah. He he will discover this band. Mate, that, I, you know, they're not around anymore, but through a computer game. I find that fascinating. I discovered a lot of music via video games. Mainly Vice City for me was like the best GTA game. I know there's new ones out and stuff, but the music on them are brilliant. But Vice City, there was always, I used to listen to Flash FM on there and Fever 105. And then I used to go to, I think it's V-Rock, I think. You'd have to correct me on it probably. Right. Um, and, and even on GTA 5, I always go to the rock um radio station and there's so much like 70s 80s like rock on there that i wouldn't have i didn't necessarily like i recognize it but i don't know where from um so i used to like shazam the crap out of it so my phone is full of video games <laughs> but it's music from the eight seventies, 70s 80s and yeah you know, you know. Um, okay so, so yeah man video games have been great for music in some cases gta oh, there so Fair enough. We've got a bit of love for you here, Benny. We've got a bit of love for you. And I don't get your head, head get too big. Fitch saying, he loves the bloke you got on, Si. Great mic, great taste in music, and seems to have found the answer to anti-aging. <laughs> <laughs> Cups of tea, people. <laughs> is what that I'm... what it is, is it? Is that Wait, what... I, I don't know about that, because my old man, he looks old, and he drinks tea like it's gone out of fashion. Mate, I drink it like it's going out of fashion. No sugar. That's, what, that's where you go wrong, probably. Do you have sugar in it? Maybe it, he does. To be fair, yeah. There you go. He that's where you go fair. wrong. <laughs> right. We have to get. We have to start shifting through these a little bit because I'm conscious of the time. Uh, we have Visionaries Global Media at Viz Global Media, a, a great network with great podcasts. I, every day, go and check out their stuff. All sorts from wrestling to whatever you need. Go and check out Visionaries Global Media. Favorite superhero TV show. I I thought a long and hard for this side, but I think we mentioned it on Waiting Room. 
uh, because a certain actress was in a certain episode. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, but I have to go for, um, even though I watched a couple of clips earlier, and I'm like, this is a lot cheesier than I remember it being. Yeah. But I have to go for Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, as a kid. Okay. I mean, I've got honorable mentions. I'll quickly mention the Batman, the animated series, was brilliant, and Spider-Man, the 90s animated series, was brilliant. But in terms of ones I followed religiously, it was Lois and Clark. So that man. So see uh, again. There's another question coming up shortly that I've already messaged you, Benny, to say this is all you because anything superhero wise, <laughs> Marvel wise, DC, <laughs> anything that I have got no clue. I can't even start to answer that. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, but uh, the follow up question was also, what superpower would you want? I want to say invisibility, but if I say that, I'm going to sound pervy as hell. Oh, I'm go I'm going invisibility, mate. I'm End off. I'm going for invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, pervy at science. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, go I'm going. I'm yeah. I'm, you know, there is. Uh, there is. Do you remember the TV series uh, Tomorrow People? Do you remember that? No. Nope. No. Well, they used to have the ability to basically teleport themselves to anywhere in the world. That would be quite handy, I suppose. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have to stick with invisibility though. So you yeah, know, I'm, I'm, about I'm, I'm about that. I'm about that. Uh, apparently, you're being roped into the next podcast that they, the Morty and Fitch, do as a group. I don't know if you've heard Biscuit Vision, a podcast that they had many podcast people on. Yeah, well, track it down on the Morty and Fitch show. It's it's a good listen. It's carnage. It's chaotic, but it's funny. <laughs> okay, and um, cool. apparently, they're roping you into that because they like you so yeah, I'm much. Up for, I'm up for it. I'll have to maybe bet it first by the sounds of it if it's <laughs> remind me at the end of the show dude uh when we come off air to look put i'll put it on my yeah i'm assuming it's on apple um itunes or apple podcast so i will put it on my list to uh to listen be great uh we have here dave pozevsky on twitter at dave P P P dave P he's a good guy dave is his name it says here <laughs> at dave pozevsky uh what book would make a good movie um, I don't really read books, to be fair, um, because my attention span is terrible. But what I have discovered, because I'm obviously an avid podcast, list, podcast listener, he says, very easily, apparently, um, I listen to audiobooks. And I used to listen to a lot when I was uh, working in an office. And we were allowed to put headphones in and work away and because we were just drawing schematics and stuff, so nothing over the top. Um, so I can't pick a movie, a book for a movie, um, but I think it would make a good series. And it's a, a group of books called Star Force, and they're written by B.V. Larson. And the first book is called Swarm. Okay. And I listened to the first 30 minutes of that book. Now, admittedly, there's a narrator, and the guy narrating it's really good, to be fair. Um, the odd He's American, those are odd words that are... I can't remember the word now, but he said it wrong, basically. But, you know, I yeah. laughed at that. But the story in the first book, Swarm, I thought this could be like a series like Falling Skies. I don't know if you ever watched that. Um, no. Mate, I've seen nothing. No, you've seen literally <laughs> nothing. Oh, no, I know. I told you, I've not wrestling. seen it. That's it. I, <laughs> I've spent my whole life watching football, wrestling, and Quantum Leap and Doctor Who. That's it. You know, we'll get, we'll, you know, you like most. That's pretty good. Football. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all right with football. I've, I've moved away from football, to be fair. But yeah, uh, there's a, yeah. See, if you like sci fi in general, B.B. Larson writes, um, it's called, I, th I think it's a Star Force series. I think that's what it's called. And the first okay. book is called Swarm. And uh, I just felt the tone that was set in that, especially in the first 45 minutes and the way the book ended, because it leads into another, and there's about 10 books in this franchise. I'm only on like book five. Um, but I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really good and I thought it'd make a good series. So, yeah, fair enough. 
So fair enough. Um, we'll jump quickly back into the chat here before we uh, lose our way because there's many people posting many messages, which we're very, very grateful for. I don't want to lose track of anything here. I'm not as good or up to speed as Magsy. Uh, Sharon says here, was the question a book into a movie? She wasn't listening for a moment. Yes, Shar, it was. It was. Yeah. Sharon's going to have a list because, you know, she's such a big, avid reader she is. Um, the spot on and the famous the... author, I believe. Well, very true, very true. Yeah. The spot that you're being offered on the podcast with Morty and Fitch is apparently the spot that used to be occupied by Millwall Chris. They're going to kick him out, apparently. Oh, okay. So M- M- Millwall Chris has checked back into the chat just in time to say, fuck off, Morty, which Fair is enough. nice. Um, <laughs> and Dan Griffin here says, Biscuit Vision should never have seen the light of day. It was a glorious abomination. <laughs> Sharon says here, with regards to that, I won't take the lack of invite personally. Sharon, trust me, you want no part of that nonsense. Um, <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to NJB quickly. He's put, we were talking about music earlier, but only got yep. into Aerosmith after hearing them on the Simpsons episode, Flaming Hammer. Ah, okay, yeah. Hello, St. Louis. You'll know what that means. Any <laughs> Simpsons fans will as well. So. <laughs> uh, um, for me, it's, the answer is quite straightforward because I've not read masses of books, to be fair, but I would love to see a film made about Lemmy from Motorhead's life. Uh, the book was White Line Fever, his autobiography. And obviously, you know, he lived a few more years after that, so the ending would have to be, you know, written, etc. But it, the guy started off as he was the son of a priest, the son of a vicar, and ended up being oh, this. Oh. And then he was a road. His first break into rock and roll was he was um, a roadie for Jimi Hendrix. And he was obviously he was, then, he was then in Hawkwind, and he was kicked out of Hawkwind for taking the wrong drugs and all this sort of stuff. And absolutely wow. fascinating story. <laughs> absolutely fascinating. The wrong, the wrong drugs. Yeah, not not for, not for being a druggie, but for because he was a speed freak. Because he took, he took the wrong he, ones. Wow. Yeah, I mean, motorhead is another term for for a, for a speed freak. So let let me like constantly just doing speed oh, okay. all the time. Whereas the guys in Hawkwind were very much LSD, you know, seventies LSD and all that sort of stuff, and okay. dropping acid. And all that. So, so, so Lemmy didn't fit in, and there was a little bit of confrontation there with the main singer as well because Lemmy sang uh, "Silver Machine" just on uh, the okay. one, just in the one take, and that ended up being Hawkwind's biggest hit. So it pissed off some of the other members of the band and all, just all that sort. Of, but it's an absolutely fascinating story. Certain people of his, wow. certain friends of his, you know, uh, dying because of drugs and tra- traveling around the world and. Oh, Fascinating book. Everyone should check it out. Everyone should check it out. Well, they've made quite a few films recently, haven't they? With like, you know, uh, Freddie Mercury and everything and uh, mm-hmm. John and stuff. So we've got to find the right director. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, Sharon's got a really good point here. You mentioning her book there, Benny. Don't rush out and buy it. It's being reformatted very soon. So buy the reformatted okay. version. Okay. And Morty oh, says, Sharon, you okay. are in. Um, <laughs> oh, there we go. She says here, Sharon. Sorry, I can't list mine here, it would take too long, meaning all the books and so on. But she says there's a fantastic book out there called Sweet Melody. Yes, indeed, that is Sharon's book, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> excuse me, Steve O at Total Steve O on Twitter. And again, we have to fire through some of these now. Danny, apologies. Uh, sorry, Benny, apologies. Uh, Steve O at Total Steve on Twitter. What podcasts, other than within the CWF crew, he says here, do you guys listen to on a regular basis? Or do we watch any streamers regularly? Um, podcasting. Uh, I want to do a shout for um, a mate of mine who had on my podcast years ago, and I still listen to it now. It's called WrestleSode. Um, and he's in the uh, Canada. Well, he's in Canada, and he's um, actually taking part in like a uh, local promotion over there. So he introduces um, 
a lot of uh, he interviews a lot of indie wrestlers over there, basically in that sort of North okay. American thing. So it's quite cool. Um, if you're a Fallout seventy six or a Fallout fan in general, there's a great podcast called Chad a Fallout seventy six story. Um, and in terms of a podcast, it's not really like this. It's more of a he has voice actors come on and they put on like it's like a radio drama from the old days and stuff and sort of right. in that universe of uh, Appalachia and stuff, which is really cool. Um, and then just stuff like I've been listening. My mate of mine threw me onto this. It's called Shuttlepod and it's a Star Trek uh, Enterprise podcast where they talk about the thing. The OC bitches I've been listening to because I like the OC when it was on TV. It was a good show. And that's got, uh, you know, and then um, obviously stuff like After the Bell and then, which is Corey Graves' podcast, you know, occasionally. I'm all with those types of podcasts. I tend to dive into the wrestlers I like rather yeah, than really pick and choose the guests or the topic yeah, sort of thing. Same yeah. with Busted Open. I do that. Um, and then The Froth as well, I've been listening to recently with uh, Rod Gilbert. I don't know if you've ever watched that with his wife. Um, they were doing that during lockdown. I don't know if it's still going, but I'm still catching up, to be fair. Okay. Um, and a podcast uh, called The Waiting Room. Yeah, oh, wait, no, yeah. I can't mention I'm, that one, can I? Sorry. I'm familiar with it. <laughs> uh, for me, it's... You guys are right on that show. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't listen to... Outside of the likes of what we do, if, if you take that away, it doesn't really leave much. Yeah. You know, because that's effectively... When, when I listen to, to podcasts is when I'm on the bus or when I'm sat at home of an evening. So I haven't got masses of time like I used to. So because I used to have my headphones on in work, I can't do that in my new job. So it's cut back on time quite a bit. Yeah, I, I used to listen to a lot of Conrad Thompson stuff. Uh, I used to listen to the Pritchard podcast. I used to listen to uh, the Bischoff one as well. Jim Ross's podcast is was yeah. very good as well. But in recent times, I've, I've talked just stopped because I suppose it's the regularity of the Pritchard one. He's, he's very very busy working for Vince McMahon. Obviously, doesn't always come out every week, and it's just so full of bloody adverts now. It drives me mad. Yeah. I suppose the only the only non, for want of a better term, the only non CWF podcast. I mean, I, I listen to Bang Bang podcast every week, obviously, but I count him as part of our little group, Andy. Andy oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well worth a listen. Bang Bang pod, fantastic. And Scottish Danny was on it this week. Brilliant, brilliant show. Really good stuff. Uh, the only one I suppose I do listen to still on a regular basis is The Office Ladies. What's that and one? That's, that's about the American office. And it's got the lady who played uh, Pam and the lady who played Angela, who are best mates in real life. And they're literally just doing, as, I suppose, as we are with Quantum Leap in the waiting room, they're doing a watchback episode by episode. Yeah, and it's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and it's fascinating hearing them talk about behind the scenes stuff, like which yeah. scenes were scripted which scenes they just sort of you know ad lib made yeah. up on the spot it's, it's really really interesting hearing them talk about the behind the scenes bits and bobs of the office yeah. uh, and how the set worked and so on so yeah that, that's kind of it for me really uh steve continues what historical moment or moments in the history of wwe or wcw do you shrug your shoulders at and just think meh Mine, for example, Austin versus Brett at WrestleMania 13. I suppose it comes under the bracket of a previous question of I don't get it is something we've had on the show before. Yeah. Is there something that everyone rants about that you think, okay, I don't get that? Yeah. Um, I, it took me about, well, I was trying to think. Problem is with moments like that, you kind of, if somebody brought it up, you go, nah, it wasn't, I didn't really care for it, but you don't really think of them because you were like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one that did come to mind quite, after about five minutes of thinking was um goldberg's initial debut in 2003 right 
Absolutely. Now I know who Goldberg is. You know, I wasn't a bas- massive WCW fan, but I know I knew people like Sting, Goldberg, DDP. There's other people off. You know, off the, you know much a man I knew he was over there and all that kind of stuff. And Hogan and Scott Hall and um, Kevin Nash, etc. Um, Vampira for some reason I remember. I don't know why I remember Vampira. <laughs> that was a bit um, random. I liked his music actually. I think it was on the WCW May- Mayhem game. I think that's what it was. So, but um, yeah, Goldberg's uh, debut. I mean, yeah, all right. His match wasn't too bad against the Rocket Backlash, but his debut, it, uh, it, or whatever, <laughs> really. That's really interesting. Cause you said just you said before we before we start recording that you weren't a big WWE fan anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I can get that. Me as a WWE fan, Goldberg's debut, I loved. Yeah. You know, so rock. You want to know who's next? You're next, and the spear, the music, and oh, man, honestly, think, what a moment. I think but the match sucked. Gone. That whole year run sucked yeah yeah maybe that maybe i'm thinking more like his whole run in that particular mm-hmm. the i think the highlight of his first run for me was uh elimination chamber when he just yeah. destroyed everybody and that was like that's goldberg there you know that made sense and yeah. um, then it then it made it so he didn't win the title when i felt actually he probably should have won the title at SummerSlam. and i think he ended up winning it in unforgiven i think in a very sure. one-on-one match with triple h mm. um so yeah, but his debut, um, I don't know whether it's just, um, I think the spear sucked as well on The Rock, to be honest. I don't think it was done well. Yeah. I don't know. I just wasn't, at the time I watched it, and I'm like, yeah, I really was like, yeah. When he came back and faced Brock, you know, when he d- defeated Brock in like one minute, 38 seconds, I was like, holy crap. But then Brock had built a massive, like had a great run, you know, beating Undertaker's streak and everything. It made, to, for him to beat Brock was like a big deal. Because Brock was so dominant in that particular bit, but yeah, mm-hmm. his his um, yeah, his debut in two thousand three. I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, no, I can. I really that, am. Uh, I appreciate that. Morty's off. He says, "Got to go. Work to do. Much love, all, especially Benny. Looking forward to listening to the rest when it's released. Yep, the audio version will be out well Wednesday morning. Is normally with you, unless for some reason there's a delay, which is normally always my fault. But yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thanks, Morty. Speak to you soon, my friend. Uh, Steve O continues here a band you want to see live but never have, and then a holiday you'd like to go on. Um, I could probably link all these together. So what? So what, hang on. So if, uh, a band I'd like to see, and what was it, sorry? A holiday. A holiday you'd like to go on, yeah. Well, as I mentioned earlier, I'd like to, you know, I like the Egyptian stuff. I'd love to go to Egypt and see the pyramids. Hopefully it yeah. won't be very lacklustre, um, but, you know, I'd like to do it. And if they happen to be free, let's have the Foo Fighters play by the Pyramids because I've never seen them live and I'd like to see them live, basically. So roll it all into one, basically. So that's like a dream holiday with the band as well. So (laughs) (laughs) see, for for me, band live, I've mentioned again previously on shows that I had what what me and the missus just referred to as like the the dream list. And it was all the bands I wanted to see. And it was like Iron Maiden, Waspens, all these bands that I would have literally sold one of my kids to get tickets to see. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, I'm lucky enough to have basically ticked all of them off. And it was a list of about 20 bands. I'm lucky enough yeah. to have ticked all of them off, apart from Van Halen, because they just never came to the UK. And now, obviously, people are passing away and Dave Lee Ross retired and so on. But yeah. by the time it got to that point, I, I, they were kind of half off the list anyway, because I was fed up with their fucking nonsense, like cancelling tours. And shit. <laughs> yeah. The other one would be Poison. <laughs> I went to bed 
the 80s glam band with the big hair and so yeah. on and again I'm a big heavy metal fan Poison are effectively just pop music with guitars in a way but <laughs> I don't know I don't know what it is I mean I love the glammy hair metal side of things but I don't know what it is about Poison they get mocked a lot but I, I just kind of always end up listening to them at some point or whatever and yeah. the, they are literally the last name left on the list because I've yeah. ticked everyone else off so well, I managed to take most of mine off at download in 2007 because a lot of them yeah. I went a good year, I think, so that Foo Fighters weren't there. So I managed to get to see mm. a lot of bands. Some I didn't even know were going to be there because I was so focused on Linkin Park. I didn't know Papa Roach were going to be there, and they were there. So I got to see mm. them as well. That's quite good, uh, yeah. So, you know, um, and I got to see um, some Iron Maiden as well because they were there that year. Um, so yeah, was, yeah, well, I didn't see Motley Crue because they were in the side tent, I believe. Um, yeah, so I, didn't yeah get I was in that side tent when Motley Crue played. Yeah. My um, God, it was hot in there. I bet, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just... I think I've ticked most of them off because of download, to be fair. There's an odd few in there, but Foo Fighters is up there for me. I'd like to see them live. Yeah, somewhere. fair enough. Sharon's saying she'd like to go to Mars Island and spend the weekend with 30 Seconds to Mars. Yeah, this Mars Island, <laughs> have you seen this? It's amazing. They no. literally rent out, they literally have an island. In, I think it's Sharon said it's like off, off Croatia. And okay. they just take over the island and they do live performances and the band are just walking around. It, you Google it. Look at Mars Island. Oh, 30 seconds to Mars. I've never seen them, actually. That's uh, one that would be on my list. They were at Dino 2007. How did I miss? Maybe I, I don't think I was into them then, maybe. Yeah, maybe they were on very, fun. very early. Yeah. So, Dan Griffin, if he could see any band ever, it would be Queen. Yeah, fair shite. My younger brother would definitely go along with that. And Sharon here saying, I think you love Brett Michaels' hair more than the music. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the big eight. Is I, I would dress like that now if Sharon would let me, but she's won't let that. Halloween's coming up, man. Halloween's coming up. You can, uh... yes, yeah. And we will be running our standard uh, <laughs> chain wrestling Halloween special as we did last year. So, Handy T1TF on Twitter at Handy T1TF, real good friend of the show. Love this bloke, been hugely supportive of everything we've ever done. <laughs> Uh, he says here, thoughts on the huge Doctor Who announcement from an American Whovian. This seems like a strange choice, but I'm not familiar with him. Now, it's quite easy to sum up, really. I'm not actually aware of this, by the way. So, Okay. Uh, so. The new Doctor Who is a guy called... Uh, oh, I'm going to have to look his name up now because I'm going I'm to <laughs> butcher this. I'm going to get it wrong. Um, it, it was announced the other week. Oh, the other day, sorry. Uh, his name is... Shuti Gatwa, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. If I'm not, I apologise for, for butchering that the way I did. Uh, yeah, Shuti Gatwa, and he is he was in the show Sex Education on uh, Netflix. Oh, okay. I think I know who it is. Yeah. I got yeah, to so, Google it, but yeah. He was, yeah. He was it's the actor I think it is. He was good in that, so I can see yeah. that, actually. That makes perfect so, sense to From me. my standpoint, I don't, I've never seen that programme. I don't know the guy. So I kind of like it because it's the unknown. And so many actors yeah. took over the role of Doctor Who in a similar sort of way. So yeah, well, that's I good. I mean, and and handy, if you want more on that, catch up with Dan Griffin and I on the Doctor Who pod because it, it, yeah. the, the announcement was made about an hour before we recorded this week's episode. Oh, okay. And it should, and that'll be with you by the time, you know, well, it's Tuesday morning, it comes out UK time. So it'll be with you the day after we record this live but also the day before the podcast version comes out at the Doctor Who pod on Twitter. So yeah, shut that out as well. I, I mean, I heard that I thought the rumor was that David Tennant was going to take over again for a brief. Yeah. Period. I never quite bought into that. <gasps> quite bought into that. Well, as in the, the rumor 
or him? Yeah, being... the, yeah no, him, him, him as the doctor, fantastic. But yeah, oh, never quite you're about to fall out then. We have here Morty. Uh, what wrestlers from the past? And again, this is a question totally for you, Benny. So literally just list through your answers, because I know you would have done this, done your research for this, because I've got no clue on anything to do with M- yeah. MCU. What, what is MCU? Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, right. I've got no idea what any of that is. I'm uh, rolling my eyes as much yes, as I, I I imagine the wife would be doing the same thing. <laughs> what wrestlers from the past would you cast as the original MCU Avengers? Right, Iron I, Man, I, Hulk, Captain America, Hawkeye, yeah. Black Widow, and Thor. Right, I actually, because um, I didn't struggle with Iron Man at all. I listed in NJB. I was a wrestling fan as well. I like to bounce ideas off people. I knew I couldn't ask you because you're not a Marvel fan, so it would have been pointless. Um, but so Iron Man was, there's, well, I've got a few here that I thought may, and then I've got ones that I said that should be it. So I've got like sort of honorable mentions, but Iron Man, Ted DiBiase, straight away as Iron Man. Okay. Um, no, that we were so like on par with that. We were like, yeah, 100%, you know, Ted DiBiase. And do you know what? If you want to do DC Universe, Ted DiBiase, Batman as well. He's got the money. So why not? It makes okay, sense. Um, Hulk, um, we, I, I nearly said Big Show, but we actually went for um, Andre the Giant as big as uh, Hulk, to be fair. Um, Scott Steiner's a good shout, actually, to be fair. Damn, I just saw that. Yeah. Uh, that's a good shout, to be fair. I didn't think of that, but I, we ultimately went with Andre the Giant. Um, Captain America, now we had a couple here. Um, I ultimately settled on one, but Lex Luger was one. Obviously, the you know Patriot and all that kind of stuff going on. Um, NGP in the chat, having now thought about it, Mr. McMahon should have been Iron Man. No. Although it makes sense. Um, Surely fair. Mr. McMahon would be like the evil vi- super villain. The villain. He'd, be the villain. He'd be the villain to Ted DiBiase, I think, to a, to a degree. But um, yeah, um, where was it? Captain America. Um, Hulk Hogan was kind of another maybe. Um, but ultimately, I, 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 I don't know whether this would probably polarize the chat, but we went with Cena. Um, John Cena as Captain America, to be fair. You know, he's done a pretty good job as Peacemaker, so why not? <laughs> We've got a shout here from Dan Griffin in the chat. Jim Duggan as Captain America. Jim Duggan does make it, is, was on, on my list until we thought of somebody else, so bear with me. Um, so where are we? Uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye was a hard one. Um, now, I initially thought Y2J, Chris Jericho. Then we sort of thought maybe CM Punk. Um, but we ultimately st- uh, went with, and you're like this probably, um, because of how his character sort of went from being sort of the good guy baby face to the dark character he became, um, which kind of mirrors Hawkeye to a degree. Uh, we went with Sting. Okay. That's Hawkeye. Um, a Black Widow was a tough one initially until we started talking. And then uh, honorable mention China was Black Black Widow initially. But um, I went, we ultimately went with Lita as Black right. Widow. Um, so yeah. And Thor Initially, we went to Hacksaw Jim Duggan as Thor. Um, we thought that'd be quite funny. Replace the two by four with the hammer, you know. Right. You know, um, but we went with um, WCW's version of uh, DDP in the end as Thor. Okay. It's quite a cool little thing. And I know that it wasn't asked, but we thought The Rock as Nick Fury would be quite funny in a sense of the patch on his eye, then trying to do the eyebrow with it on, you know. I don't know who that is. So. 
mate, watch a film once in a while. What's the matter with you? This is Marvel. Just watch a damn film once in a while. Oh, Scottish Danny here. In fact, we've got a few comments I'm going to quickly run through with regards to that question. Scottish Danny, 1999 Lex Luger or 93 Lex? It's got to be 93 Lex, hasn't it? It's 93 Lex, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you know, Lex Express, tried yeah. They tried to make him the whole Colgan, didn't they, basically? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Sharon here saying, Captain America, Lex Luger, yes. Hogan, no. Cena, fuck off. <laughs> uh, I didn't see that comment, so don't worry uh, about it. <laughs> Dan Griffin, Miz as Hawkeye. Oh! See, I went by the question of um, it had to be an older wrestler. I went for more like older sort of legends or whatever. So I, Miz didn't even enter Oscar as Black Widow. Why didn't I think of that? Oscar as Black Widow, Dan Griffin's saying here. Ah, yeah. man, that's some, that's some great. I think you nailed it. Hackthor. Brilliant. Hack by, by Dan Griffin there. That's awesome. <laughs> Welcome to Valhalla. Oh, <laughs> I bloody love Jim Duggan. Right. Next question. Next question. <clears throat> five Nerds Go at Five Nerds Go on Twitter. <laughs> okay. If you had to peg a cartoon character, who would it be? I had to freaking Google this because I didn't know what peg meant, obviously. Um, but I'm not going to go suit to your level. Because peg is actually uh, so a noun, a short pin or bolt typically tapered at one end that you use for securing something in place, hanging things, or making a position. Uh, so, for argument's sake, she put her Mac on a peg in the hall. <laughs> you want a, Urban Dictionary does not, I'm not going there, all right? I'm not going there. <laughs> You're going to get lowered to that level. Now. But technically, I'm a male, so I yeah. don't have to have the implement. So exactly. I, I'm going to say Jessica Rabbit is probably up there to be fair. I was thinking Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> Got to be done it. If, but yeah, like uh, th- that question, if you had to peg a cartoon character, who would it be? Me of us would require the, shall we say, add-on? Because we're male, we have our own utensils, we our own. shall we say? We're... <laughs> you know, we're so... We're organic, we're not fake. Yeah, exactly. So it's... It, <laughs> You know, I, I, if anything, the question should have been: if a cartoon character was to peg you, who would you want it to be? And yeah. okay, still just grab it, but never mind. <laughs> By the way, um, in Indian, a measure of spirits have a peg of whiskey is also a comment because he didn't put peg in; he put peg. So <laughs> there's a uh, loophole there. Okay. I did my due diligence there. There's some other stuff in there, but I can't be asked to read it. <laughs> my wife in the chat: what the fuck is wrong with you lot? <laughs> <laughs> hey. I thought exactly the same when I saw I messaged you back, didn't I? And I went, Peg, what the hell's that? Yeah, I tried to tell you to Google it. And I'm like, I know it's going to be rude now. And I wrote Peg and they gave me that description I just read out. And then I actually thought, well, it must be an urban dictionary thing going on. So I had to, well, like, oh, for God's sake, really? We said it's shocking. Five Nerds Go <laughs> continues. <laughs> so he ignores that and moves on. <laughs> five Nerds Go continues. Uh, top five dad jokes. Um, <clears throat> uh, I've got a few, actually, but I'm going to do... Uh, so top five... Da- um, um, this one's from my other half, and it's what do you call a nun with a washing machine on her head? Systematic. <laughs> um, what do you call a guy without a spade in his head? Douglas. Obviously. Yeah. What do you call a man with a spade in his head? Doug. No, an ambulance. What, you sick freak. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, best one for me. Uh, uh, wow, there's the classic What's Forrest Gump's Facebook password? One Forest One. Brilliant. Um, and uh, what do you call an unpredictable camera? Uh, a loose cannon. So all right. Uh, I got a few here that I've I've got a thing at the moment about well not really at the moment it's been on on running where I literally do tell my kids dad jokes 
Yeah. Because just to just to watch especially especially ones that are like, you know, a pun or something like that, you wait for the penny to drop and the change in their expressions of their face as they just realize how pathetic that was. You know, so that sort of stuff yeah. I quite enjoy. My um, wife to... is still young enough that she'll laugh at daddy. The other right. one will grow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roll right for the people on the podcast. Amazing. I had um, someone asked me the other day what the ninth letter of the alphabet was. And I was right. So that one got a giggle out of them because it's I. And you're counting for the alphabet there, when you? Uh, yeah, you can see me. Yeah, my smoke coming out of my ears. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm really concerned about the calendar. It's days are numbered. Is another one. Terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible, isn't it? It's, but it, 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 it cracks yeah, me yeah. up because it is so terrible. Um, I stopped my middle daughter just as she was leaving the house one day, and I said to her, "Did you hear about the trials that they're having at these at the snail racing?" Oh god! And, and and Liv was like, "What are you on about?" I was like, "The snail racing—they're trying to make it quicker because obviously snails are slow." So have you heard about the trials they're trying to do this season for the new snail racing? I said yeah. they're removing all the shells to make them go quicker, but it didn't work. It just made them more sluggish. Yeah, you know, it's just the stuff like that. It's, yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> um, did you hear hear about the one? Sorry, did you hear about the Italian chef who died? He passed no. away. Oh. <laughs> I'm writing that one down. That's tomorrow's dad joke. Yeah, girls. Okay. Tomorrow's dad joke on Twitter, mate. You should do that. Sharon in the chat there. Ev- my wife, every freaking day, dad jokes. Yeah. And I, was- <laughs> I had a mate of mine go, that was such a dad joke. I can't remember the joke I told. I went, I am a dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm well, allowed to all, all the jokes we tell are dad jokes because we are dads. Yeah, yes, you are right. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. A very quick one from our good friend Connor at Connor Knows on Twitter. Uh, which football club does Benny Mac support? I suppose, if any at all. Um, I still like watching the World Cups and stuff, and the like, the, you know, for England and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I was an avid Man United fan for a long time. I just not, I've not bothered with football probably since about, apart from the World Cup and the Euros recently. I've not really bothered with football. I'm more of a, I veered off, no pun intended, to the F1 really, and I've been. Fair enough watching Formula One every now and again I you know dib in and have a look what's going on but it's when Mourinho became manager of Man United I can't stand the bloke personally yeah, so I'm like they didn't that. give uh, they didn't give uh, was it Moyes a chance to be fair to even do anything because obviously the legacy Fergie left behind they didn't give him chance to actually settle in and I think he could have done a good job for us, but Mourinho is obviously a name and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I just mm. can't stand the bloke. So I stopped watching because of Mourinho, basically. <laughs> so Fair that enough, was mate. my team. Um, not so much anymore. Fair enough. Uh, Mr. Matt Willis via WhatsApp. He says here, a couple of quick <clears throat> questions for you guys this week. Which episode of The Waiting Room have you guys enjoyed most so far? Oh, I didn't see this question. Um, no, it's come via WhatsApp. He sends his in oh, via okay, WhatsApp. Okay, sorry. Um, <clears throat> oh, crikey. To be f- um, I think oh, I don't know. We was is Gloria come out yet? That came out Friday, didn't yes, it? That was yeah. quite funny to record. But yeah, that was quite a good I, one to record. Yeah, yeah. I think um, in terms of like how we felt about Color of Truth in season one. Yeah, that's that was probably going to be my pick or um, Kamikaze Kids. Yeah. Both of those I really enjoyed yeah. doing. Yeah, but also on this other end of it, when he leaped into the um, pervy freaking English lit teacher because mm-hmm. we both were like cringy and we were both like rip- we tried not to rip yeah, into it, I hate it but we um, in terms of like what the hell's going on really like I don't because yeah. you, you remember the good not the bad is you know the wrestling moment we had earlier so yeah um they've all been pretty fun I know it's a bit of a cop out of an answer but yeah I think Kamikaze Kid and 
Um, we've got one coming up now. I don't know if it's going to be fun. I'm hoping it is, which is the next record we've got to do. Uh, good morning, Peoria. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's the DJ, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. That'll be a good one to score. But, yeah, it's season mm-hmm. one, definitely, I would say, as you've already said, Colour of Truth in... Um, yeah. And for badness, the second episode or third ep- no second episode in was quite oh, a bad episode. Crap, it? it was crap. And then also, <laughs> let's play it again. Seymour was quite a funny one to record because we both like we're trying to sell this show to people, but like this yeah. was a really bad way to end the season. <laughs> and we, yeah, we spent the whole of season one going stick around for season two, please. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. Actually, I'm gonna go with play again, Seymour, because we almost begging yeah. people to stay with us. <laughs> um, Matt Willis also asks a very similar holiday question to one we had earlier on. So yeah, we've really kind of touched upon that, haven't we? And then I suppose how many companions should the next Doctor have? I kind of like the Doctor having one or two. It gets more than that. It's just a crowd, then you know. Yeah, I, I liked it when Matt Smith was doing it, and um, he had Rory and Amy. Yeah, that was quite a nice. St- but then again, that's more about the actors and the way they played off each other. I think. Yeah, so yeah, enough. I think two um, at the most. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. Are you familiar with the TV show Legends House? I'm aware of it. On WWE Network, it was one of the first shows that came out, wasn't it? I never, yeah. I've never watched it. In fairness, I've it's seen like it. A, it's, a, it's a reality show with yeah, Big Brother, rea- uh, Real World. Type yeah, and it's old wrestlers all living in the house together, and yeah, you know, yeah. I watched a few episodes, and it is very, very funny. Uh, James at eighties and nineties wrestling here. A new series of Legend types have been commissioned. He says, "I wish what a show, but imagine this has happened. Which eight wrestlers, old or new, are you picking for the new series?" Uh, I've got four. Benny, okay. if you've got any suggestions as well, uh, I've got purely because it'll be absolute carnage with the arguments and the fights. I've got Ric Flair, Scott Steiner, Vince Russo, Jim Cornette. Well, that alone is a good enough. I think are you want to throw the a show will last, I reckon maybe two or three hours before <laughs> yeah. someone's, before someone's died. Beating all the <laughs> uh, do you know what then? If you're going to throw them in there, Goldberg, because okay. uh, I think we might see a, we've heard of the, 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 the stories from WCW back in the day when he was world champion. So that'd be interesting to see how mm-hmm. that would go. Chuck Vince McMahon in there as well. Yeah. You know, I'd like to see Shane McMahon in there as well, actually with his old man. Daddy love me, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Go on. I think that's three. So one more, yeah, one, uh, more one more, one more, one um, more. Someone that would actually like, I feel like cause issues. Um, Sonny. So fucking hell. <laughs> well, still clear of that. I think actually, that's not good. Um, that would turn into a different program altogether. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, Enzo. Enzo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't popular, was he? <laughs> Stick Enzo in there as well. Oh. Hilarious. And lastly, then via DM on Twitter, which everyone is welcome to do as well, if you find that the. The tweeting the show is a bit restrictive with the amount of characters you can use. You can always DM the show or DM me direct uh, at Millwall Chris one on Twitter. Couple of questions: If you had a shed load of money to waste and you started a wrestling company, which three wrestlers would you sign? Now he said here, don't think about it. First ones that pop into your head. So that's why I've kind of dropped this one on you. He okay, says one perfect. one male, one female, one ta- one tag team. Female is probably going to be. Because of the stuff she's done recently, I would. I'm gonna. I know it's. I mean, I'm a WWE guy through and through. So, but um, uh, ooh. do you know what Charlotte Flair? I think would be my. Yeah. If you're okay. gonna do a promotion. You need you know a Flair in the roster. You know, is name value, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, male. 
Oh, man. Do you know what? Again, see, for me, I know there's obvious answers here, like Rock, Steve Austin, etc. But, um, you know, uh, Chris Jericho, man, I'm a massive Chris Jericho fan, to be fair. A tag team. There's so many I could pick here, but I'm going to, because of the memories as a young, you know, um, oh, that's a freaking good one, Sharon, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sharon, Sharon in the chat there. So yeah, that's a bloody Adam good Cole, one. Shayna yeah. Blazer, um, Bro- oh, her, her match quality and her company will be far higher than the match quality in the company I'm about to give, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what? I was going to say the New Age Outlaws, but if you're going to go by sort of youth or whatever, um, the Rock China New Age Outlaws, yeah, I was about to say, um, do you know what? Again, the Usos have done pretty well. I think out yeah. of the two of those, I would, say, I would say um, if you're ever going to do a singles run with either of them, I think Jey Uso's the one to go forward with that singles run. Maybe be a future opponent for Roman, maybe, if he's still around. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, so the Usos I'm going to go with, yeah. Yeah, okay. See, to me, I, I split it into two. It, do I want people who I just want to watch wrestle? Or, <laughs> yeah. or is this a business? If it's a business, the male wrestler there's only one well, i went for the business standpoint in my head so yeah the, 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 you know, active wrestlers now i don't yeah. think you can include the rock because he hasn't you know he's not active wrestler for a long time it's got to be brock lesnar he's the only guy who moves the needle sufficiently enough to warrant throwing money at the guy yeah if it's match quality I, I, i've got a real soft spot for guys like kenny omega and stuff like yeah. that so yeah. you know i go for that um the female is the same i suppose i, I, I think sasha banks is fantastic so match quality, I'd go with someone like Sasha. <clears throat> uh, Business-wise, I suppose you could probably look at Ronda Rousey for the same reasons you'd look yeah. at Brock. But I feel like um, Ronda would be only, you'd only have her for 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You know that she'd be going off doing something else. Or I'd, I'd just pick Alexa Bliss just because I, I, I bloody love her a bit, to be fair. Um, tag <laughs> team, I'd, I'd have to go with the Young Bucks because I just think they're so bloody entertaining. And from a... I don't mean entertaining, literally just from in the, all their stuff on YouTube, their Twitter, and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And the fact that they shift so much merch, to me, that would be where I'd go, you know? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's where I would go. That's where I would go. Um, have we ever seen the 1981 wrestling film California Dolls, released in America under the title All the Marbles? I have not seen that. I have not seen it either, so we can't answer that one, Chris, I'm afraid. Um, was one of the last wrestling films I saw yeah. with uh, David Arquette yeah. in it. And <laughs> uh, lastly, if you could eliminate one sporting team from history, who would you choose? As a football fan, an English football fan, I wouldn't want to eliminate, as amazingly as people would think, I wouldn't want to eliminate Liverpool or Leeds or Man City because I love the games where yeah. we're facing them, the rivalry and so on. As an English football fan, I would eliminate the German national team because I think we'd have won so much more. <laughs> well, there you go, yeah. Um, just because he's in the chat and he probably hates his season anyway, I'm going to say Everton. Okay. Um, so a certain individual <laughs> in the chat will know. Uh, NJB is an Everton fan. so Right. Uh, my brother-in-law's <laughs> Everton fan. I, yeah. I don't know. It, um, do you know what I would like in terms of F1? As much as I like the Aston Martin sort of car, I miss seeing the Force India team. So if I could bring back the Force India team, I would get rid of the Aston Martins again, so I could see that car okay. on the track. Well, I mean, in terms of that, so yeah, I'm uh, okay. 
Uh, Dan Griffin here in the chat saying, why would anyone ask Sai if he has seen a film? Yeah, that's a fair point. And Sharon agreeing, do they even know him? Oh, yeah. Why would anyone ask? I've seen Die Hard. Does that, you know? <laughs> that's a good yeah. start. That's a good start. I'm going to have to make uh, you watch films, mate, to be fair. Yeah. NJB saying, I'm coming over now, run, after your Everton comments. He does know yeah. where I live, so that could be an issue in a moment. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. Thank you, as always, to absolutely everybody for getting in contact discussing things in the chat answering our tweets voting in the polls as always absolutely fantastic stuff love it absolutely love it the cwf is just absolutely superb so thank you so so much magsy and i say it all the time this is your show it would not work without you so thank you so so much however we are now an hour and a half into our wrestling podcast (laughs) it's probably time we spoke a little wrestling isn't it a bit more, yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Okay then, Penny. Okay. The winner of the poll this week was Mr. Dan Griffin's selection. He chose the Bailey versus Sasha Banks NXT women's title match from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2015. Uh, I got confused. I thought I was looking at a different Bailey Sasha Banks match. All right. So what I had in my mind was a different match that I thought I'd seen recently for another podcast. Okay. So when I put this one on, I was quite surprised with what I saw. It was different to what I expected. So we'll have a quick run through of the match, I guess. Um, first of all, when was the last time you would have seen this? I think you said before recording it was it would have been a few years when back. Ha- when it happened. When it happened. Um I watched the um I think I watched the takeover the day after on the network. Um I literally <laughs> watched uh watched it as it happened in a sense of a delay of the day, but I watched it so yeah, I've not watched it since. Um so yeah, I always love going back to old takeovers when NXT was like sort of growing and uh, mm-hmm. yep. people that were there are now sort of on the main roster doing their own thing, which is brilliant. Um, but yeah, when it actually happened is the last time I saw this. So this is the first time today that I've seen this match in however many years it's been since it happened. So yeah, I think I'm probably the same to be honest. And Dan Griffin in the chat there is spot on in saying you thought it was the iron woman match. Didn't you say, si? yeah. I think I did. I think I did. And Sharon's agreeing with you as well there, Benny, saying when NXT was good, and it was. Yeah, absolutely. It was, but yeah. A couple of things from this show, because I kind of scanned through the whole pay-per-view, watching bits and bobs before getting to the match. Uh, first of all, we have a vignette at one point on this show with just somebody's eyes, and they're talking and giving a message. And then she says, I'm not like most girls. And we get the image of Nia Jax is coming. <laughs> yeah, that went fucking well. Um <laughs> She didn't be too bad in NXT, um, but yeah, it was yeah. Overall, I mean, mm. she made the man. <laughs> if you think about it, you know that's. Well, I suppose yeah. I can't think of much after that she did really. And there was also a scene with four members from the TV show Tough Enough of that year. The last, the final four for Tough Enough, two ladies, two men were ringside at one stage in the early parts of this program. Oh, okay. uh, three of them were released very, very quickly, no longer involved in the business or anything like that. Uh, the other one was Mandy Rose, who is the NXT Women's Champion at the moment. So I that's quite not a... aware of that, to be fair. 
I didn't watch the whole show. I literally just watched the match. So yeah, yeah. Well, I normally sort of scan through a little bit, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Wow, um, Rose has done well recently. So you know. Well, there you go. There we go. Uh, yeah, Dan Griffin also in the chat saying Jushin Liger was also on that show. Yes, he was. He opened up and it was an absolute barnstormer. The opener, Jushin Liger versus Tyler Breeze. It was fantastic. Oh, okay. I need to go back and watch the old, whole event, I think, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Uh, before the competitors arrive, because this is a big deal, we've got a video package, which I think WWE have always done so fantastically well. The hype programs, the hype packages for for the matches, telling the story and so on. Uh, the story of Bailey's, uh, I suppose, quest for the championship. Yes, uh, yeah. And getting turned on by her her friends and for always falling just a touch short in title matches and the fact that the fans adore her, but she's the ultimate underdog and all this sort of stuff. So you're getting hyped up for this NXT women's title match. It's being listed on the posters as one of the main events. Huge, huge deal. Yeah. So here comes Stephanie McMahon to steal the glory. <laughs> <laughs> it's pushing the um pushing the the sort of like the women's revolution at this point, aren't mm-hmm. they? So um so yeah, I, I look I mean again, I didn't watch the show it's in entirety, but I did rewind it so I could see the video package to kind of yes. of my memory of what had gone on to get to this point. Which is WWE a very as you said, a very good at because you could not watch it for a month and they'll give you a caption the bits that matter and what they're trying to tell. And you go, okay. And that's exactly that's what me and Sharon do. Sorry, mate. It's exactly yeah. what me and Sharon pretty much used to do. We would always watch the takeovers and yeah. exactly what you're saying. The video package would fill us in. And then we finished yeah. takeovers. I think that was amazing. We should watch the weekly television. And then the next thing we watch would be the next takeover. And we do it all the time. Yeah. 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 I love watching the NXT back in the day. Cause it, like the show mm. was only, it was less than an hour long. Yeah. So, you know, Raw and SmackDown, well, Raw were like three hours long. It's too long. Yeah. We've we all said that before. We all know this. Um, and then you have like a two-hour SmackDown, and then you chuck in a pay-per-view every now and again, which is like three hours long. It's a lot of wrestling from one yeah. company, to be fair. And when it's done well, it's brilliant. But I think having that shorter show leaves you wanting more. So when TakeOvers came around like this, I was absolutely like, I couldn't wait for it. I was so hyped for it. Um, something I did notice in the match, actually, which I don't think they do anymore, or at least they did in the NXT takeovers back then, was that although the crowd's there and we can kind of see the crowd, it was more focused on the ring, the lighting, yes. rather than the crowd. Not it was lit in a fashioned way, I think. Sorry? It was lit in a very old-fashioned way, almost yeah. like the yeah. old arena for the territory days where you can hear the crowd, you know they're there, but all yeah. the lights are on the, yeah. But it was about the, it was about the wrestling, so yeah. I yeah. something I'd miss actually to be fair. I miss I miss NXT. <laughs> I've not watched two point at all, so Yeah, it's uh it, it is a shame. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. But there we go. I'll tell you what as well I liked about NXT, and this is a conversation I had with Sharon so many times. It reminded me of old school wrestling, the old territory days of wrestling. Yeah. You, you wouldn't you NXT champion, you wouldn't see him on the show every week. No, no. And that and that was like yeah back in you know mid-atlantic or you know world class or all the old territory days you wouldn't see a world champion every week so when he was on it was a big deal you know and all this oh yeah yeah great stuff um in the video package we see the young girl izzy who's like the bailey super fan isn't she you know yes 
<laughs> I forgot about her. She used to be in the front row um, all every, the time. Yeah, uh, every the little, the little shows, you know, the small arena where they did, she was always in the front row in that mm. one spot every single time. Like what the dude. Time, oh, was she not there? I don't remember. No, not on this one. No, I didn't see no, her. I mean, well, when I what I mean is when they did the smaller shows, the actual weekly show, she'd yes. be like, down at the you know she'd be there in terms of them. Yeah. The one guy that is there, there was the dude in the green T-shirt in the hat. That's yeah. always in the front row. Um, yeah, he's always like, everywhere. Hey, you, man. So, <laughs> I follow him Dan, on Twitter, actually. <laughs> Dan Griffin comments in there, the lowering of the lights works so well live to focus your attention on the ring. Did I mention I was there? Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I was genuinely shocked, Dan, to be fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sasha, the, the entrances are made, and, and you know, <laughs> Bailey comes out, and she's got the, the Bailey buddies, as they called them, and I always thought that was pretty cool. But yeah. Sasha Banks comes out and she just looks incredible, doesn't she? She just is so cool coming out in the car with the security. Yeah. And I appreciate her cousin, is it? Is Snoop Dogg? It's her cousin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she, he's, you know, recorded bits and bobs for her entrance theme and so on now. But that original Sasha, Sasha Banks entrance theme, that that's a banger. That's fantastic. It's weird because when I heard her music come on, I was expecting the dun, the dun, 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 dun after. Yeah. And I'm oh, she, she didn't have that then. I forgot about that. Um, Sasha Banks, to me, is a heel through and through. Oh, she's so good, isn't she? She works so much better as a heel than she does. Not that she was a heel when she went to the main roster straight away, but when she became heel, I think there's certain wrestlers are better as a heel yeah. than maybe a babyface, so... Yeah, you see it in this match. You see it in, in this match. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she's literally taunting Bailey before they even start. She's mocking her for having the polka dots on from Dusty Rhodes because obviously yeah, Dusty yeah. had passed a few months previous to this event, and he was a big influence on this 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 sort of time frame of NXT. Absolutely. So Bailey had the, the polka dots that he wore in his eighty nine ninety run in the WWF. Yeah. And she's calling her Sasha. Sorry, is calling Bailey pathetic and laughing in her face. And there's a moment a bit later on where she's in the corner, and she's leaning over Bailey, and just the, the spite in her face as she's literally just chops it off down to her. And it, it, it's yeah. so it's incredibly spiteful. It's it's, it's bully tactics effectively. And yeah, I think yeah. she's going to be. I think she's going to move on from wrestling anyway. She, she's already doing acting, and, and I think that's where her future is going to lie. She's going to get, make more money and be a bigger star doing yeah. that. But if she was to stay just in wrestling, which I don't think is going to happen, but if, argument's sake, <clears throat> I think she would end up being almost like having a Ric Flair-type career arc. I, I'm not necessarily saying she, you know, comparing abilities in-ring, but I think that she's fantastic as a heel, works as a yeah. face sometimes, then fantastic as a heel, but eventually we'll just get cheered because of how good she is in the ring. Yeah. Kind of um, like flair. Yeah. And I, in modern day, I would even say Roman to be fair. Yes. Roman, okay. Roman should have been a, a heel a long time ago. Yeah. And look what he's managed to do while being a heel with the help of Paul Heyman by his side. And Pretty much the only thing worth watching on WWE television. There you go. You know, um, we were talking about the other day and like, WWE seemed to be behind like a year for a couple of years. Like when they should have pushed Roman, I think about 2014, they pushed in the year after, I think it was, or maybe all 2013. I can't remember now. And the year they should have pushed like, um, like a Daniel Bryan, they did it the year after. And so and it always mm -hmm. seemed to be a little bit behind uh, in terms of what, at least what I felt anyway, in a few, as you go on the internet and even the fans responded in the crowd. So yeah, um, 
yeah, but Sasha. But I didn't know she was going to. Do you think she's going to be leaving WWE soon? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know the ins and outs of what they're talking about. But she's she's been successful yeah. in is it the Manda Mandalorian Mandalorian something like that. She, I've not seen. I didn't know she was in that. So yeah. yeah, apparently I think she's in that. Dan Griffin will know. Let me know in the chat, mate. We need to I watch think she's that. in that. <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's Star Wars, isn't it? It's not really my cup of tea, but she, apparently she was very good in that. She's, what is wrong with you, honestly? <laughs> the, the first three Star Wars films, the originals, yeah. I watched them and I loved them. Fair enough. Af- after Agreed. that, it's just that's just too much of it, mate. I can't be doing it all that. <laughs> well, yeah. no one can watch the MCU then because you think there's too many Star Wars. There's yeah. definitely a lot more MCU stuff going on than there that. <laughs> uh, Sharon in the chat saying she's argued Reigns heel turn for years. She did. She was one of the first voices, to be honest, I heard saying this guy would be a brilliant bad guy. And yeah. Dan Griffin confirms that Sasha is indeed in The Mandalorian. Am I saying that right? Mandal- 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 Mandalorian? Mandalorian, don't butcher it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. I was um, not aware of this. <laughs> uh, the, the, effectively, Bailey takes Sasha down. They start scrapping away. They fall to the outside. Sasha then kind of takes control and uh, by kicking Bailey off the top rope, doesn't she? When they're sort yes, of going yeah. on, yeah. She, and Sasha's then in control for a while. She then there's another like little moment here with, with, with the spitefulness the almost taunting the bullying where she takes the headband that Bailey's dropped puts it on and pretends to be Bailey doing her whoa with her arms in the yeah, air yeah. and so on um, <clears throat> little touches like that I think make such a difference because it, it if you're a good wrestler you're going to have certain circles mainly people like me I guess who are going to cheer you because you're that good doesn't matter if you're you're supposed to be a heel. I'm going to che- I'm going to want to see. You. I'm going to cheer you because you know you are that yeah, good. Yeah, it, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, that sort of stuff. That's going to get booze from me. So I think that's really really important. Oh, okay. You know, I think that I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, I I mean I don't can't really add to it, mate. To be fair, so I've got a bit. You know, you could uh, the stuff she was doing to Bailey in the match. You know, because oh, of the headband, you could say to a degree is cheap heat to a degree. Uh, yeah. But um, the other stuff she's doing in the match, and we obviously you only hear on TV, you only hear snippets of what she's actually saying, but it's loud mm-hmm. enough in some cases where you're like, all right, freaking hell, just <laughs> it's a bit too, but it's generating like genuine heat. And you're like to the point where, I mean, fans wanted to see Bailey win anyway because of the backstory we saw in the vignette, but like yeah. even more now because the way Sasha is treating someone who used to be her friend. Yeah. And the facial expressions and everything. Is, yeah, oh, exactly. So good. Yeah. So good. Uh, we get another sort of, I suppose, layer to the match here. Bailey is working with a, an injury to her hand. She's got some kind of a brace on or tape on because it, it, it was broken recently. Then, you know, very recently healed. I, I, I think is this kind of timeline we're dealing with, but Sasha removes all the, the tape and the brace. And then, smashes the crap out of her hand using the steps and again it's just so vicious and just a, just an extra layer onto the sort of evil and the spite that sasha's trying to portray in yeah. this in this contest all this stuff she's done to like sasha not just sasha becky did it to her charlotte did it to her all mm-hmm. of them basically screwed her over at some point to get the stepping stone essentially that's the story um but you're kind of adding insult to injury now yeah no intended with the hand so you're again adding the heat on to like, you just want Bailey to smack Sasha in the mouth at some point in this match, basically. Which is 
you make really, really good points there, Benny, because that's exactly what they're trying to do. That's the story they're trying to tell. Yeah. They're trying to get that reaction from you as a fan, you know? So it worked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It worked, exactly. So. A really cool moment happened as well. Just after this, Sasha goes back into the ring, puts her arms out, gets booed out the building. The referee's leaning over the top rope to sort of count, start the count on Bailey as she's on the floor. And Sa- yeah. Sasha just runs and effectively does like a, a plancher, kind of almost like a swanton over over yeah, the referee yeah. out yeah. the ring and so i thought good. that oh that was so good so and that's good. the sort of thing that's the sort of thing i mean that's going to get her cheered because it was freaking brilliant they fans when, like appreciate the wrestling like as yes. you said earlier so you know what you said so clearly earlier so they appreciate it's almost like the ecw crowd to a degree not as freaking rabid but um <laughs> when they see even though there's a good guy versus a bad guy when they see good wrestling you get that sort of like mm-hmm. that was freaking awesome. Even though you're the bad guy, and we want Bailey to win. That segment was like spot on, and it was cool. Yeah. And uh, Barkley sent her lit up. To be yeah, fair, exactly. So exactly, um, Bailey does manage to fight back though, and she hits a few suplexes, uh, and sort of it almost has like a a revival to a degree, but gets cut off again when the bank statement is applied by Sasha out of nowhere. This was a cool segment, actually, to be fair. Oh, so good, yeah, wasn't it? And the crowd were wild into it, weren't they, Benny? Yeah. So, um, obviously, the is this a bit where she reverses it eventually? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The stamping on the hand as well. That's it. Yeah, yeah. The sta- so, she's got it. Uh, Sasha's got it locked in, and she's, like, proper, like, like giving it some welly, no pun intended. And then <laughs> Bailey manages to sort of get back up and somehow reverses it, and then into... Well, cross face, but you know, the bank statement as they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crowd, like you said, were absolutely hysterical. Like, I don't think I heard the words tap out, tap out, but if if they were probably there, but the crowd were like freaking into yeah. it. And I, I was at this moment, I had like, I haven't watched, watched that match since it happened. Like I said, like the day after watching it, I was like, oh, this is uh, this is better than I remember it being as well. Mm-hmm. I, not that I thought it was bad. I just like you have that expectation. I remember that being really good. I was like here, and then as I'm watching it, it's just going. That's exactly <laughs> what I had. So you that, know, um, that's exactly what I had. Just yeah. cool one. Uh, yeah, the, the reactions from the crowd. You get the big reaction when Banks puts the the bank statement on, and then she's stamping on her hand, which is just looks vicious and nasty. And as you said, a huge pop with a reversal, and then. That she hits the debate the Bailey to belly, and and it's 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 over. Well, they end up on the top rope, don't they? First, but um, yeah, mm. and there's um some stuff going on, and I forgot that Bailey did that thing with her hair where she ties the ponytail in like this means business. Basically, I, for- yeah. I completely <laughs> forgotten about that. And um, when she's same as Kurt Angle taking the straps down, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Yeah, you're like <laughs> stuff's going down, man. Um, but yeah, she hits the Bailey to belly and the crowd go absolutely insane when she hits it. And then even more so the pop when she gets the three. Yeah. It's just absolutely insane. I've, I've missed awesome. some. Oh, sorry. Oh, the reverse before. Frankensteiner. Yes, I forgot yes, about that. that. Yeah, that, that was what the yeah. you, you said. They were up on the ropes. You're right. That's it, yeah. There was a botched Frankensteiner moment, a, a botched Hurricane Rana from the one side where Sasha went to go do it. And... Sorry, Bailey went to go do it. Sasha countered it, and Bailey came down looking in a really uncomfortable way. Then there was the reverse Frankensteiner from the top rope. That's it, yeah. Other corner, and then I'm thinking, okay, she's going to do something else now. I'm, I'm thinking this isn't setting up. That's that's one move in the process of a few of them, and then she hits the the Bailey to Bailey, and yeah. I'm thinking, okay, Sasha's going to kick out, but she doesn't. Doesn't, yeah. 
which is nice actually because you thought she's going to kick out, but she didn't because we get a lot mm. of false finishes nowadays that sometimes are a bit. It depends on the story you're telling. But yes. Sometimes false finishes <clears throat> I feel are unnecessary. Um, good actually, uh, backlash literally last night. Cody hit the um, the uh, crossroads, but then he went for a second, which I felt was uncalled, which was unne- which I didn't think was needed. I know that's how he beat Seth at Mania, but I didn't think that's I didn't think it was needed. So um, that's kind of I think that that may be a throwback to I say throwback. It wasn't wasn't that long ago, but I think that maybe is a throwback to his AEW stuff because yeah. he would he would always hit two in Fair AEW. Enough. So maybe that was because he hit one and people will kick out. So maybe that was something to do with that potentially. Then, so I like I like the move. Don't get me wrong. Um, but my psychology with that then is if they're kicking out of it after the foot after one, why are you still using it? Maybe pull it out on occasion. But mm. like you know, I always thought the disaster kick could be the one, two, and the three quarters, and then you hit the crossroads and then they're done, like type thing. Mm. But um, and it's not just that. Like I said, if you're telling a story. Like Kurt Angle and SummerSlam, I think freaking out of 2001, he kicked out of three Stone Cold Stunners, I think, or two, then didn't go out the third. That was to make Angle like Angle's tough too. Yes. You know? So sometimes I feel like false finishes are un- unnecessary, is what I'm getting at. No, I get you. No, I, I get you. I, 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 I like false finishes because it, it it's the drama. I don't I necessarily them. I don't necessarily like false yeah. fi- false finishes when you're killing a finishing move. Yes, that's what I mean. I don't mean I yeah, don't okay. like false finishes. I just mean like if you hit one and they kick out fine, you hit two, kick out fine, you hit three and they kick out on the third one. You're like, what's the, why are you still using this move then? Yeah. You know, it makes no sense. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's my logic. Or, or kicking out of a move that should finish the match, for example. Yes. Yeah. And, and the big two, and I spoke about it, I think last week, the big two for me, <clears> super <throat> kick and the DDT. DDT is a pet peeve of mine. DDT was a move that should be used as a two and three quarters desperation move, maybe to get them off you so you can mm-hmm. recover or a two and three quarters. Maybe occasionally it would be nice to see a three, to be honest with to you. Me, three, if you, you look at the logic of it and a pile driver as well, you're dropping someone on their fucking head. Yeah. That should be it. We saw it at WrestleMania backlash. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but so if you do haven't watched it yet, look away now, but, or listen, turn, turn me down for a second. Um, but they did. Uh, well, I can't remember. I think it was Jimmy did a super kick at WrestleMania Backlash just, and then Orton kind of stumbled and then hit the RKO. And it's like you've just like I just make it, yeah. it, it took me out of the match in that yeah. moment. Yeah. Overall, it was a good, good, entertaining moment in match and whatever. You hit the super kick and then you're hitting. You sort of stumble, and then you hit the RKO. It didn't make mm-hmm. any sense. Like hit the RKO, fine, but he went for a he went for a cover like almost instantly. When it's, if he should have at the RKO, he should yeah. have been down, you know? But yeah. Yeah, no, I get you. Sean Michael, talking about, about the super kick. Sean Michaels, he didn't win five world titles, but on a, on with the super kick, but his five world title reigns were based on a fucking super kick for quite yeah. And this is a guy who is one go. of the greatest to ever do it. So anyway, we there digress. We digress. <laughs> Sorry, that's my fault. We have Becky and Charlotte coming out. Lots of hugs, lots of tears. And then Sasha, who has just been an incredibly vicious, nasty bitch for the whole duration of this match, a really spiteful bully. She gets in the ring too for a bit of a cuddle, doesn't she? You know, it was a nice moment. It, it didn't. It, it was nice because it was, you know. Yeah, I get it that. Was making kayfabe a little, I guess, but it's like yeah. the group of them together, the history they had together was was good, wasn't it? Well, considering that I think they went on to have another match after, 
why not have Sasha pretend to hug him? Oh, we'll forgive him, and then actually like maybe do like a the backstabber on or something. You know, it ain't oh, over. You, you love a bit of fantasy booking, don't you? Freaking hell, yeah. Well, what do you think I do the freaking? What do you think we're doing the two K twenty two stuff on the Benny Mac gaming yeah. on Twitch, mate? Come on, that's why you know. Fair you know, enough. Have good fun with it. So then, uh, out of ten, Benny, what are we giving it? Um, to be honest, do you do points on point fives on this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I to be honest, I mean, I watching it for the first time in many years. I think quite easily. Um, I'll say a solid nine. To be fair, I was going to say nine point five, okay. but I'm going to say nine, I'm going to say nine because um, I'd actually you've reminded me of it. I didn't actually, I turned it off after they got the one, two, three and had a bit of a celebration. I didn't, I forgot about the, when she was hugging at the top, I saw it, but I didn't, I forgot about Sasha coming in. Right. Takes it away from me a little bit, but nine, man, I think it's a bloody good match to be fair. It could quite yeah. easily be a 10 for me. Uh, okay. Say nine. Be conservative okay. about it. <laughs> I've got, I got eight and a half. I got 8.5. Fair enough. So pretty much in the same ballpark, mate. It was very, yeah, very good. I think Bailey is really, really good in the ring. I think Sasha is probably the most talented mm-hmm. out of the four horsewomen, as, yeah. as the term they, they use in ring. Uh, and they, they the, the two of them are just superb together. And this match was fantastic. The fact that I didn't remember it correctly made it even better for me. So yeah, yeah you, eight uh, and a half for me, mate. Fair enough. I think, again, we've scored roughly the same. We normally do this on Quantum Elite. We're normally about 0.5 off each other. Yeah. So, you know, it's worked out. Well. Really good match. If anybody's not seen it for some strange reason, I would recommend that whole Oh, yeah, thing. definitely. I, I would recommend checking it out. I mean, to be honest, I, I say that pretty much every week on Chain Wrestling because if we're given something a one or a two, I'm telling people, go check this out. It is that shit. It's going to make you laugh. <laughs> but if we're then if we're then, we're then hitting eight and a half, nine, whatever, it's like, yeah, go check it out. I don't, I, don't wanna, I don't want to overhype it, but it is good. Mm, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So then, where do we all go next week? Where Whether Mr. Mags is back to view the match with us or I bring on another guest host, we'll have to wait and see. But we need a poll on Twitter for people to vote in to decide what we're going to be watching. Benny? Where do you want us to go? I did see. I did see. <laughs> <laughs> what are you wanting to be watching? It links in all quite nicely, actually, because obviously you mentioned Dusty. Dusty was like the godfather of NXT. Yep. Um, also, um, you pointed out to me, actually, because I didn't watch the whole show, but um, Seth Rollins is also in the front row to make it link to this. Yeah. But I would like it to go back to... Uh, 2013, I had to write down so I always get the dates. 2013, um, and it's uh, Seth Rollins, Roma Reigns versus Cody and Goldust for the tag team titles with uh, Dean Ambrose outside the ring and also Dusty is there as well. American Dream. He's just a common man. So we've got two okay. chains. We've got two links there. To be fair, See, I don't remember. I remember a match where Dusty was outside, and I also remember a match where Dean Ambrose was outside. So I'm, I must be thinking of the same match. I would have thought so. And the Rhodes brothers tagging together—that would be something that would really stick in my mind. But I can't quite yeah. place it together. So I find that a really intriguing, intriguing pick. I'm, I'm quite curious as to. Uh, even if it doesn't mean the vote, man, I would recommend it. So mm. it's a, a, a blooming good match. 
Okay, so that's Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns versus Cody and, well, Cody and Dustin, I guess. Cody and Goldust, Battleground 2013, yeah? 2013, yeah. Yeah. Okay, great shot, mate. Great shot. We've not had any Cody on yet, I don't think, so that'd be quite an interesting view. My link is using the building to a degree, where yeah. we are for this. This is the, the in Brooklyn. That building there is also the the same arena where the 2019 Hall of Fame took place. Oh, okay. So the, the main inductees on the 2019 Hall of Fame were D-Generation X, which takes me very nicely to one of my favourite wrestlers of all time, Mr. Mr. Michaels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do that all the time. I, I love looking at whatever matches that took place in these arenas, you know, <laughs> where I, I can find some sort of really obscure Barry Windham match from 1983 <laughs> or something like that. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, the 2019 Hall of Fame was in the same building, so there's a link there. Uh, D-Generation X were the main inductees of the 2019 Hall of Fame in that building. Obviously, a big part of D-Generation X was Shawn Michaels. And inspired quite a bit by Bang Bang podcast that I listened to this morning and hearing Scottish Danny and Andy Bang Bang talking about this individual wrestling in TNA and how good the guy is and so on. And he's on my Mount Rushmore when we go back to... Badlands podcast, the first time I ever spoke to Mags. Shawn Michaels, obviously, is, is on my Mount Rushmore anyway, yeah. but this guy is also one of the four as well. I'm amazed to find out I've never linked to this match before, so I'm going to throw it out there now. Okay. Using the Arena, DX, Hall of Fame, etc., 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 I want to go to Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21. The whole sexy Kurt stuff he did with Sensational Sherry, um, yes, all the build up and all that sort of stuff. You know, that's that's what I want to go to. WrestleMania 21, Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle, two of my all time favorite wrestlers, putting on an absolute barnstorm of a match. Yeah, I. That's a good one. I'm actually gutted nobody's going to see Battleground now. To be fair, because you've thrown right, that. I don't out. know. What you know <laughs> if I, I start talking Shawn Michaels, people just roll their eyes and go, "Ah, oh, fuck you know again." <laughs> I remember that match. It was a good one. To be fair, so yeah, it was it was very good. Well, we got Dan Griffin here in the chat saying, "Good shout." I remember that tag match being great, and then he follows it up by saying, "Which war games am I going for?" <laughs> I saw that. I was trying not to laugh because I thought you'd kick on it at some point. I was trying not to laugh. I was like, yeah. yeah. Every yeah, time I see the, the poll near enough, it feels like there's a War Games match <laughs> every it's, single time. We've only, we've only covered like, I think, two War Games, maybe three War Games. Have you, any, you covered any of the NXT War Games? Yeah, it was like literally a week or two ago. Do you oh. not listen to the show, Benny, you prick? Uh, I'm still waiting. I'm, still wait. I, I'm behind, mate, by about five or six episodes, to be fair. Oh, I'm also waiting for my check for my voiceover work I did for the like the first few that I did for you. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Benny, do you want to let... Well, very quickly, I suppose. Those are your options for the poll. We have Battleground yeah. 2013. We have uh, Cody and Dustin versus Seth and Roman with... Uh, Dean Ambrose and Dusty Rhodes on the outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. A great tag match there. Oh, we have Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle, WrestleMania 21. A great singles match there. Um, Sharon does say here, to be fair, 
the war games was Sharon. Yeah, she put forward a war games option, and that that was in recent weeks. So yeah, there we go. There we go. That is pretty much it for this week, my friend. Do you want to let everybody know whereabouts they can find you online and all the other content and shows and streaming and so on uh, that you're involved in? Uh, if you want to join us tomorrow night on Benny Mac Gaming on Twitch, we're going to be starting the WCW Nitro show. Like you said, the fantasy booking. If you happen to own the copy of WWE 2K22, it doesn't matter what platform you're on now because they've done the community curations where you can download um, other people's wrestlers. We want to make it like a separate NXT with all created superstars, your ones, to make like a like a little core thing. But um, to find me, uh, to find all that would be easier. Go to Twitter and just look, as you see below, it's at Benny Mac. B-E-Triple-M-Y-M-A-C-K. There's a link tree in there. And then you can find everything I'm doing, trying to do, and also working on <laughs> at the same time. So, yeah. But we're going to be live tomorrow, 8.30 and Wednesday, 8.30, for um, some WWE 2K22 talk wrestling and have a bit of a laugh as we watch these fantasy matches uh, unfold before we crown our first champions. Because we've made all our bouts this year, Sai, as well. Every single championship is mine's mine's inspired by WWE. His is inspired by WCW. I think you okay. dig his WCW World Bout that Nick made. Um, I've made the internal championship, um, and I've been. It's inspired. You have to look at it, but it's inspired by the Oval, as right. I mentioned earlier. But it's also got a United Kingdom look about it as well. The, okay. so, done a bit, so we've done our own sort of thing, and then we also have a pay per view every two weeks on a Sunday. Um, and basically there's going to be drafts this time. None of us know what we're going to get. So if he wins a certain match or his guy wins a match or his woman wins a match, we get a draft pick to who hasn't not been picked yet in our little fantasy world over here at Benny Mac Gaming, basically. Ah, excellent stuff, mate. Excellent stuff. Yeah, go and check it all out, everybody. Go and check it all out. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, it sounds it. It sounds it. I mean, I'm not much of a gamer, but at the same time, it does... It does sound quite interesting, all this, sort, especially like you said, the fantasy booking and the, and the GM role of putting stuff together. And uh, yeah, I can imagine it'd be a good crack. So yeah, yeah, everyone should go and check that out. You can follow me on Twitter at SJP Words, where, well, and on Facebook, I suppose there's a group on Facebook, SJP, all the shows and info. And you can find all the links to everyone I'm involved in via those two main points of contact. So whether that is the waiting room that I do with a certain young man that is to my left right i don't know the camera flips around it confuses me oh, that way to, yeah that way <laughs> there you go that i do with mr benny matt looking back on quantum leap one show at a time brilliant stuff i absolutely adore doing that show we have the doctor who pod that i do with dan griffin again absolutely adore that looking back at more sci-fi time travel wibbly wobbly nonsense looking at doctor who uh coming to the end of season one now but season two will be with us very very soon also or we have Nitro Nights if wrestling is just more of your bag. Looking at WCW, one Nitro at a time, and then pay-per-views, Fender, and so on. Lots of stuff to get through there. The weird and wonderful world of WCW. Uh, but most importantly, you can find this show at Chain underscore Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and that TikTok thingy. Uh, yeah, chuck us a follow. SJP Words at SJP Words on Twitter for me is the best place to find links to all my stuff, though. Ah, there we go then, mate. There we go. Have you enjoyed yourself, Benny? Um, yeah, it was all right. Nah, it was good, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> you look like you're about to nut me one then. Nah, it's <laughs> good, man. The amount of people that uh, like give you comments about the non the non-wrestling topic is mm-hmm. um, I think somebody put in the comments earlier, possibly the longest one ever. I think that might be my fault. I'm not sure, or whether it's because we had so many questions. I'm not sure. I do have a tendency to ramble, as you can tell. Um so um 
No, it's been brilliant. I appreciate the love in the chat as well. It's so cool to be part of like, you know, your audience and have them actually like me. <laughs> it's quite nice. <laughs> um, in terms of looking young, I think it's just the lights I've got set up over here, really, to be honest. With ah, you. Okay. Just clever lights. <laughs> I'm going to have to try and be <laughs> something with mine then, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Oh. but yeah, no, it's been absolutely amazing to talk to all of you, including you, size always, man. And I appreciate it. I'd love to come back on if you, I, m- I might be free next week. That's all I'm saying. Only if my okay. match wins, so. though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. We will see. We will see. Uh, as always, Mr. Mags, we love you a bit. Can't wait to see you again. Benny, thank you so, so much for Thanks. stepping in and uh, filling the hot seats this week in our sort of semi-revolving door of guest hosts. I'm off now to see if I can track down a copy of Blair Witch Project just to see if I'm brave enough to watch it. I'll see you all next week, people.